I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week in league, NRL clubs brace for revenue hits as coronavirus drops crowds to zero. Roosters and Titans to remain unaffected. Post-peptide sharks suffer from low testosterone as they immediately submit to the Roosters and JMOs making them airtight. This week in league enters its second decade, making us the longest-running rugby league podcast and just old enough for a Bulldogs player to groom. Plus, we preview all the action for round one of the 2020 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 341 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. For the uninitiated, it's the return of the uh, longest running, not the first, but the longest running uh, rugby league podcast in uh, the history of the fucking world. And uh, just two guys shooting the shit about footy and uh, keeping it real for people. Yes, and uh, without without being a stu- without being stuck up cunts about it, as uh, fair to say, as social icon Ice T said today, <laughs> it was very good. You know, he uh, he was brought up by OGs. Kids these days brought up by IGs. Yeah, I exactly. Understand. By IG, he was raised. He was raised by an OG. Yeah, kids are raised by raised by IG. Yes, and uh, so he understands. That's it. So, off season's done. We put in hard yards. Not really. Trained the um, house down. I tell you, yeah, I, uh, it's been a mad scramble to get everything ready, up and running uh, this year for the show. Uh, we have got some new things in the pipeline. Uh, a couple of you sneaky little bastards have already f- figured it out and like gone through the back door of the site and and uh, and and figured it out and signed up to for which uh, we're extremely grateful. And uh, so, shout out to the. Uh, to the 2020 members who got on board before it was even fucking announced. And um, what the fuck are you doing with your lives? Hey. That you have time to trawl for fucking Easter eggs on the website of the <laughs> podcast. <that's- laughs> yeah, because I, I, I mean, it was it, it was active and it was enabled on the website. I just hadn't said anything because I was, you know, this is about, you know, I, I saw orders start to come in around, you know, sort of 8 p.m. And we were, you know, we were scheduled to sort of start recording around 8.39. So I'm like, right, it's going to be enabled. It's going to be up there. And then during the course of the show, we're going to talk about it. And then that way, because it's already up and enabled, then when people hear on the show, they and go boom and it's going to be there and not have to wait or anything like that so nice. as it turns out it's working fine um we've got a couple of uh, a couple of members signed up already this year or well, half a dozen so uh, it, it seems to happy. me um and albeit a very small sample size mm-hmm. that there are some pathetic piece of shit dragons fans <laughs> that are already looking for something positive to support in 2020 so they've yes. realized that if it was possible, their club is going to sink lower than last year. 
which I'll add is the year in which their players well, gang-raped people. Yeah, but, I mean, um, it, it is possible, like, you know, mathematically in speaking on the, the ladder. I'm just talking culturally. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, just the general vibe. So of now place. I get why they're out desperately searching for some fucking beacon of hope in their life. I, I want to move on from this subject because there's something regarding the membership this year. And I don't want to accidentally spill it because you're fucking walking a close line. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll say that to the end. Yes. Um, well, no, no, we will not. We will not be mentioning that thing. No, we won't mention it's it. It's a secret thing. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Yes, yes. Not mentioning it. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've got a whole, uh, there's a whole mess of, you know, news and off season, all that sort of stuff to go through. So. How was your off season? Uh, yeah, I guess it existed. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Like, I, was, I mean, there was nothing, you know. Nothing particularly, uh, you know, noteworthy or, you know, like the one before, you know, there was like, you know, over to Japan, you know, you can't go anywhere now yeah, no, because, no. I mean, you know, coronavirus. Is, That's you know, it. And, uh, and you, you know, I, I mean, like, I guess... I, I didn't go to Costco and load up on toilet paper, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I mean, I, so, you know, when I, say, when I say I didn't really do anything exciting in the off-season, that includes that. I didn't hoard any shit. Nice. So, um, you know, got out and did, you know, I, honestly, I, I didn't, didn't do fucking much except work, <laughs> really. <laughs> no. Barbecued. I was going to say, you know, I'll I, I, I use the term, the term barbecue rather than smoke meat because, I mean... Then people start thinking I had an off season like you know you would. I mean, like what? <laughs> getting meat smoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but you you but you you make an excellent point. Speaking of the off season, do we have any story times to kick things <laughs> off in twenty twenty? Um, well, uh, just before Christmas, I had probably the best stroke of my entire life, and. <laughs> By that, I mean I actually had a stroke. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. I, so had I until I started thinking about what I'd done in the off-season. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah you, a lot of fucking, a lot of fucking uh, <laughs> MRIs and shit. Yeah, um, no. Okay, so all jokes aside, though. Yeah. You, or yeah. It wasn't, sorry. It wasn't an actual stroke. I don't mean to make light of strokes because they're very serious and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I had what's called a uh, TIA which is a transient isoschemic attack, which is the same thing. It's a blockage of uh, blood to your brain or oxygen to your brain uh-huh. um, without any lasting damage. Okay. Well, um, I guess we'll, we'll be the judge of that yeah, over it. the course of the year. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fucked up. I lost speech. And where were you at the time? I was at home. Yeah, so luckily, like you weren't like driving down the fucking no, freeway no. or something, which is uh, great. Oh, here's the thing though: my motor skills never went. Okay, so if I was, I reckon I could have safely gone. Okay, someone's at least got right over to a lane, and yeah, yeah that's okay. it. Um, the really fucked up thing was when I knew something was up, and I dialed the ambulance, and the ambo's gone. Okay, what's your phone number? And I'm giving my phone You're number. Like, well, then oh. I realised that I'm just saying numbers. It, like I wasn't giving him my phone number. So you you thought in your your brain is saying I'm putting the correct numbers out. Yeah, and I'm just saying numbers. Yeah. Uh, How do you negotiate that? <laughs> yeah, and that that was when it got really scared. Like the anxiety yeah. fucking peaked then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thank you to uh, obviously you're alive. I'm alive, and uh, you know. Th- Pending, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, at the moment, no, no Liam, Asterisk. Liam Fulton, <laughs> stepdad stories. 
So uh, yeah, not um, the not not the not I mean not the kind of stroke stories that we were that we were accustomed to. So this year, instead of story time with stepdad, it may indeed be settling down with stepdad. So I've started meditating. Or calming the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, with um, I haven't road raged at any dumb cunts. Oh, I did today. Um, it was raining. Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, like that's that's a conscious choice, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Trying> to- <laughs> that's what we call an instinct. In the- <laughs> yes. So, well, so I guess the heads up to the uh, the listeners would be if in a future episode, you know. You know, I'm obviously, you know, God forbid this ever comes to pass. But if in a future episode, you know, you, you start you, you start hearing a story and, you know, or, you know, about kayaking or whatever, and it sounds like a robot saying the story, <laughs> you'll know that, um, you'll know that, that stepdad is uh, Stephen Hawking himself and, <laughs> and uh, is rolling up here. In yes. That's it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I had I had totally forgotten about mm. that because that was fucking that was ages ago. That was that was months. It was three days before Christmas. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, and also you didn't get the you it would be an interesting Christmas because you didn't actually you had to have a barrage. You know, you had shit going on for weeks. Yeah. Well, it know, was before you actually found out. The, the neuro guy was pretty good. He he came in. He said, "I'm I I don't enjoy giving you news this way, um, but we've done all your tests in the hospital." The only one I can't give you now is an MRI because you've yep. got to book in for that, and yep. it's three days before Christmas, so yep. good no fucking chance. luck. Yeah. Um, so what what's happened to you is either nothing, or it's multiple sclerosis. <sighs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was a fun Christmas. <laughs> yes, on the yeah. what ifs, but um, that wood. is that is yeah, that is the worst of what. I remember when you said that to me, and I was like immediately, I was just like, oh fuck, because I used to manage all of the fucking web presence for all of the events for. MS Queensland. Yeah. I was like, fuck, you don't want none of that. <laughs> well, look, you know, and I understand for yourself. Can you imagine getting through those opening three lines with me fucking stuttering the whole... <laughs> <laughs> we have enough trouble getting through them completely sober and, uh, you know, otherwise <laughs> with yes. all faculties intact. Yes. Sir. Yes. So, um, yeah, that was... The, that's an, uh, an interesting off I, I honestly... Like, can't fuck it. I couldn't tell you what I did last week. Maybe I had a, an actual stroke. Yes. And I was not remembering... Well, but I mean, if I mean, if if I had a stroke, I, I stroked myself into fucking memento level because <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I just start getting tattoos. Sh- show me your back or something. What's on? <laughs> oh, yes. don't trust stepdad. What, <laughs> what's that one all about? <laughs> no, but, uh, no start, start off with a stroke, and uh, the off season finished with uh, my boy enrolling in the uh, the under sixes down at the. The Pine Central Hornets. Pine Central. So we'll be running out for for the Pine Central Hornets. And obviously, there's not a lot of uh, you know, there's it, there's reward for multiple passes in a in a in a play leading to a try and things like that. I mean, but there's no real positional. It's really the, the only position they sort of play is you're either playing in the clump, or yes. you or you're like a satellite player that stands outside so, the clump and tries to run around all of if them. Any, if anyone's ever done anything with under sixes, under sevens, <laughs> what is fucking incredible is how quickly the kids learn to count to two and to position themselves two out from the dummy half. 
because <laughs> the rule is there must be two passes. Yeah. So yep. the dummy half has so to pass. So it's got to go one, two, and then they can then, – and then they generally try and run and, around the clump, right? And that's it. Yeah. 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 So it is play the ball. Yep. Dummy half passes. And that – Half passes. Run around everybody. That style of play, I swear, has not fucking changed no. since I was playing under yeah, sixes. That's it. So. <laughs> it's, it's just a great and like, and so so you get the the situation where you know in the under sixes, it's little fast kids are fucking stars. Yes, and then as they get older, a little bit older, and they spread out. Yeah, it's the big kids who can Bigger just who can just trample the, trample yeah, through. You know, that's it. But um. Yeah, so I guess we'll find out where his position settles into. Well, I mean, he's not going to be a prop. No, he's not. He's never going to be a prop. I'm, I'm a little bit worried he'll be a Mitchell Moses. He is a lippy little cunt, yeah. even at that age. And, and like, I, yeah, I don't mean like a specialist <laughs> half. That's, you know, a mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, after you know, not that long ago, going trick or treating with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, now you it, was, it was like it was like you know, trick or treating with Mitchell Moses. Yeah. <laughs> Take the candy, you can. <laughs> oh fuck! Okay, so um, how are we going to handle this news thing? I, obviously, we have a news story that just landed today, which is beautiful. It's beautiful, you know. Uh, you know, for long, long time listeners of the show, pretty much any time listeners of the show, it always seems to be just one of these true facts of, uh, of physics or whatever, whatever force drives it. That doesn't matter which day we're recording. We might be doing a late one and it might be on Wednesday one day. Well, for some fucking reason, we have to do Thursday morning because they're all, no matter when it is, like clockwork, an hour or two before we go to record. A piece of news will break. Yes. And it's like the biggest one that week. I'm actually starting to consider that we may actually be the rugby league messiahs. Somehow, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's gone pretty far, isn't it? I wouldn't. I would. Well, that's my philosophy for 2020. If you're going to go, go far. <laughs> <laughs> that's why this is your your obviously obviously your brush with your brush with uh, <laughs> with with frittatorism as. Uh, <laughs> Has imbued you with this new fucking deep seated spiritualism. My my recovery was pretty much a miracle, uh, <laughs> and so I believe that I have risen from the dead. <sighs> um, Which I'm sure that the kayaking girl would be interested in hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I uh, I think I would have more chance of getting her to tongue kiss her. Coronavirus victim than <laughs> picking up my phone calls. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, we had a story come out today, and we may as well hit that first. I mean, yep. let me just let me just bring it up. So, like fucking clock. I mean, like just unbelievable. So it, it started out that there was Haru, Corey Haruwarinara Teamless and- Tuesday. So the teamless are coming. The teamless is coming out, and the Bulldogs have dropped their their best player. And uh, you know, and, and their most marketable player, and Jamali just too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they'd been suspended. There wasn't really any indication that no, there was, was like they were a. Suspended. They'd been stood, stood down. Yeah, sorry, stood. Yeah, which is club speak. So that is mm. the club's done this, not anyone else. And so yeah. that that can be for a whole b- bunch of different reasons. It could be for like you Dean Pace stood him down last year because he wasn't putting in a training. That was my initial reaction. Yeah. My, I mean, because I mean. Uh, you know, Harry and I were so so amazing for the dogs last year in every in every time he took the field. Yeah, 
And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, he's, he's playing in Reggie's this week. And Dean, and Dean Payne, in the middle of the season especially, was playing uh, – he was playing a lot of games, like just constantly getting benched one week and the next yeah. week they're not, and, you know. Yeah. And, um, and it just seemed weird to – you know, at least in on-field performances, like they're probably they're probably their best player well, and their if, only if strike looked, weapon that they had in the field. If you looked at Dean Pay's coaching strategy that he wrote down for those weeks, it just had the word "yeet." Just randomly yeeting cuts into reserve grade. Um, <laughs> and so, like, and, and my initial reaction was, "Oh, okay, so they probably like dropped their head at training or some minor yeah. sort of infraction because Dean Pay is, you know." He's a man's man, <laughs> you know, and, and and he seems to be like an old schoolish kind of guy in terms of, you know, what he yeah. what the standards he demands of players yeah. in you know at all times and all that sort of thing. Well, anyway, it's come out and then they're provisionally suspended by the NRL while they take a look at it as well. Um, the club just stated that they weren't subject to a criminal investigation, but they've been issued a show cause notice by the league. Uh, based on the club notifying them of, of, the, of this alleged misconduct. And so this show cause notice is why they shouldn't face further disciplinary action for alleged breaches of the game's code of conduct. And uh, they're taking it very seriously. And uh, while stressing that it's not a, a matter for a criminal investigation. So then the allegation then comes out that when they were in Port Macquarie, I believe, they were, you know, doing some outreach stuff and which which involved visits to visits the schools or a school as, as you see on the socials all the time if, yeah and and normally they're a bunch of fucking happy kids passing yep. the balls around or, or doing um you know tackle drills or whatever it is or the the players in um in a uh you know assembly hall giving speeches yep like you know, don't do drugs, and if you if you live in, don't sign for the Titans. That's it. Um, you know, or always check their ID to make sure they're not related to you. That sort of you know, good advice. Well, if they're going that far, out I mean, way. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. Yes, this time. Well, this time. This time, allegedly. The allegedly the the, the two players, uh, Ockenbor and and uh, Harry and Ira, had uh, entertained some young ladies at the team hotel. At some point after, you know this school this school visit. Mm-hmm. Now the thing is, the girls had been uh, met at the school. They were school children. I believe that they were of age which is why we're not looking at a subject to a criminal, criminal investigation thing. Yep. thing. Now, here's the thing, though. Of age means they're over 16, doesn't it? Yes, correct. That's still fucked up. Yeah, these ones, they, they, I mean, they're, both, they're supposedly 17. Oh. But it's not, the, it's not the age or anything. It's the fact that they were there, you know, representing the game and their club. Yeah. And... They've been rather than rather than do whatever they're supposed to do, you know, in, you know inspire, motivate, educate. And, and who knows? Maybe these girls were the star number one and number two players for that school's brand new um, female rugby league team. Who fucking knows? And maybe that's what put them into contact with them. 
And then they were like, okay, so you know, if you come back to the hotel later, we'll, we'll you know, we'll 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 give, teach you some finer points on ball and all tackles. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that. I don't think it's that deep. Well, I'm saying that's that's best case scenario. But even yeah. in that case, as the fucking adults, yeah, because at 17 they're still fucking children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, they are still children. Yeah. <laughs> um. That. That to me is such a fucking lack of judgment. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm, and that, and that's being kind. It it really is a fucking dog act. I'm just leaving that pause there for Cleaver. Um, but to to do that, and you're right. To, while you're on club time, yeah, club t- club time, still, and you know, and and, and represent. If you know, if you're not on club time, and you're, um, well, yeah, at a, yeah. it doesn't make it better. No, yeah. no, but it it's- does. But I, but I feel like it does make it worse when, like, you're there in the capacity of like you know an ambassadorial sort of situation Correct. for the club. Oh the yeah, hundred percent. And you know, rather than you know teaching little kids to throw a fucking pass or whatever, you know, you run them through some footwork drills or whatever you do, uh, you you you're grooming them for the dick, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, fuck, well, we're going to be saying that a lot this year. <laughs> well, no, well, no. You, see, you I mean, like, here's an interesting <laughs> one. Yep. Now, there's always going to be that innocent until proven guilty camp, mm-hmm. and then there is always going to be that thing of, um, well, there's no legal uh, issue here, so. Yep. You know, over 16 is consenting, and uh, so there's no legal issue there. Can the game rub them out? I would fuck... If it comes out that it's true, I would fucking love for the NRL to come out. Yeah. And just say, you know what? We really don't care, but we think fucking 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds... There must be like a, you know, a, a, you know... I, w- I, would, I would say what the way that they'll get them will be... There'll be a, uh, a code of conduct that they are signatory to. Yep. And stuff like that would be, you know, in the wording of whatever. Is it the- though? Because I, do you I think reckon- anyone up to this stage would have had thought they had to put in there, don't fuck school kids? Yeah. I see, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying that, you know, of course they, they shouldn't have to put that in there. Like Jack, but- Jack DeBellin tried yep. the defense of. They didn't teach me. My they club didn't, teach didn't me tell me not to rape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel he might have just been in bad advice, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because even fucking Saul Goodman wouldn't tell you to yeah, say that shit. Um, yeah, so fucking hell. We'd almost made it, too. We'd almost well, made an off-season. Without- funny you mentioned that. No, let's go through it. Off-season. Let's go. You say we almost made it. Well, here are the here are the, the big incidents as far as uh, you know. I could gather. Well, compared we to got, last year. We well, yeah. Well, last year was the fucking goat year off-season. Yeah. Because it had some fucked up shit. For example, like, you know, you jacked the bell and shit. It had some reprehensible shit. But at the same time, it had big puppy. <laughs> It did, and the only and 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 the only the only fucking victim there was the elasticity of his anus. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was he he he's he's putting calluses on his dick and just fucking then, bashing holes and in his you, ass. You also had 
Jared Hayne doing the clitoral juicy fruit. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably an episode title. If we... Well, it's, you know, it's like it's it, it, it's like it's like a little kid, and you so like talking talk about eating pussy, and he's like, and he just didn't he just didn't know that actually that wasn't <laughs> that, that wasn't a literal command or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's gone really fucking quiet, hasn't it? I haven't looked up what the legal current legal Neither status are, but yeah. fuck me, the wheels of justice are turning slow there. Although they are turning very slowly on the Bellin thing as well. Ching, ching. Um, so back in October, and uh, this one, well, I, th- I dare say we probably even would have talk- talked about the uh, the, uh, the the Nelson Asafa Solomona one back in Bali. Can you believe it? That was fucking yeah, we did. That was a long time ago. Yeah, okay. we spoke about that. So then we go to then we go to Fainu, which would have been right after we finished yes. for the year. When uh, he allegedly stabbed a dude at a, mor- at a brawl at a Mormon church function. And uh he's look, he he he's uh he's pled not guilty to it. I have a feeling it's gonna come down to like a he said versus this other guy said or whatever. But uh, you know, we shall appar- t- apparently we shall it's see. gonna come down to a he said versus 30 people saw him do it. So Yeah, but you know and you know in, in th- situations where there's like a, you know like a famous person, people's memories still tend to get very fucking foggy, you know. And it's a terrible thing that it happens. But it's like people tend to like Is he famous though? <sighs> famous than the Who's shell- the who's shelling guy. out the the green folding memory foggers? <laughs> I don't, I'd hate to speculate, because man, but I've got Manly some ideas. Have, Manly have moved on. Well, he's in the top 30. Like, they paid off for Brett Stewart twice. He's in the top 30 of the thing, so... No, yeah, but still... So, so, you'd think if they were, like, if they were resigned to the fact that he wasn't, okay, he put, wasn't back, potentially back this year, that they would, you'd take him out of the 30, wouldn't you? No. Just to, so you've actually got a spot, of like, you're not... The, no, because then you have running. to actually come up and pay somebody else. You can withhold yeah. payment on him. Based on all of these, things, but, yeah, yeah, but, um, are they, but are they? I mean, what? How does that work? Really, for the, I mean, because like much, I know, like the Bellin's getting paid, and I mean, his like shit is what? What's far more? What's a witness worth these days? God, who knows? You know? it's been so long. No one's, no one's. Um, it's been so long since them. I've. I I haven't stabbed anyone in so no fucking long. Let themselves for a pineapple. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you never know. I mean, the Mormon Church fucking. You know, tithe's pretty hard. I mean, maybe that might be the difference between eating eating that week. You know, yeah. You know. Uh, he, he's no he's no easy falao. Has he done a yeah. mission yet? Uh, I doubt it. Yeah, that'd be the only reason they'd go. Now's the time. Yeah, that's now's it. the time. He's got plenty yeah. of free time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, following that, David Fafita allegedly assaulted a security <laughs> guard outside a Bali nightclub. I mean. I don't think allegedly is really the word to use here because I saw the fucking ride the past on the scooter and, yeah. and, and give the guy a clip on the way past. and um, Which then led to the worst fucking legal <laughs> PR moment. Oh, and uh, yeah, allegedly, uh, reportedly paid $30,000 to his accusers, like, you know, in the in the dodgy Indonesian... I'm not admitting that I did this at all. However, this is traditional in this part of the world. <laughs> For me to give you uh, a, a, a lifetime of fucking money <laughs> in, your, uh, in, in your currency. And, um, the bouncer now owns slaves. And then they bought, yeah, and, then they, and so he bought that guy. Uh, he, he, gave, he gave 30 grand to Katut, and then, the, and then the NRL integrity unit said there was inconclusive evidence yeah. because obviously Katut's like, he's fucking, <laughs> he ain't talking. Because I tell you no, what. Oh, my you, mate for feet I mean, you, I mean you, talk, you talk about a pineapple for, for a yeah. witness. 
you know, 60,000. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If it if it takes, you know, 30K, 60K to silence fucking Katood. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know? That's barley that's price. We all know about barley prices. Yeah. Life's cheap over there, too. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you got to kill that guy for 30 grand. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, and then this this is one of the best ones of the off-season. This is the only one that has that super intense high level of just fucking, what the fuckingness and salaciousness. Josh Reynolds, on the 12th of December, was charged with assault, occasionally, occasioning actual bodily harm uh, relating to an alleged domestic violent incident. So he pleads not guilty. Yes. Twitter explodes. Oh, my God, that fucking cunt. They don't call him grub for nothing. Yes. How dare you, Josh? How dare you? Meanwhile, Tigers fans we are stay, secretly yeah, well, happy. Yeah, well, no, no, but then you get the, there's the, the Tiger element. There's like the... There's like the, the, the virtue signal element that are like, fuck that guy, I'm not having him play at my club, he's a DV, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. There was Tigers fans taking the opportunity to get out of a bum contract yes. saying, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. I'm glad the club will take a really firm stance here. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, then not long after that, probably in January at some stage, it kind of died down a little bit. And then in January, we received some information. Yes, we did. Um, from from a fairly good source. And uh, it was so fucking outrageous. It was like a film. Yes. There were so many levels of like, you know, creativity on one side and stupidity on the other side and all these things that had to happen for it to work. Yeah. It just, it sounded fucking outrageous, but our source was so was so solid that... You know, you had to believe it, and had been solid on other things previously. Very much so, and and so and so, like so, we we couldn't couldn't do anything other than believe it, but just be like, wow, if this if this if this is true, it's um unfucking believable. And then, yeah. sure enough, a couple months down the track, came a out. month, it came out, and it was all true. And it was not not only was it all true, it was actually fucking worse. Yeah, like there was more. There was more outrageous shit involved yes and so then we had the whole josh reynolds thing with the the woman i forget the name i never bothered to learn the name um faking pregnancies uh and you remember that video came out too like after after we heard the story yeah then that video came out where he's you know he's calling her cunt or whatever yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, get out of the house and etc etc where he doesn't he doesn't lay a hand on her or anything but it looked but he, he was he looked very angry and it certainly would have supported her side you know sort of supported her side that you know yeah. oh yeah wow that's pretty angry and like you know even you know I, you know speaking to a woman like that's pretty fucking pretty rough but now oh then when the story comes out yeah you're just like fuck, honestly. Like you probably could have given her like probably five free ones, I reckon. Well, that that's the thing. Like his new nickname is like Josh, remarkable self-control Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not. He's not. He's not grub anymore. And it makes me wonder. I mean, but how, he, how he the fuck was even... he tripping all these people? Because I might. I mean, <laughs> although <laughs> he's proven to be so reactionary on the field in the past. <laughs> this is the thing, though. The bit that gets me out of all of that, and I think yeah. this has been glossed over because it was such a fucking oh my, I, can't, I can't believe it sort of story yeah she got him three times uh, yeah there was I'm pregnant yeah oh no I've lost it yeah yeah I'm pregnant and it's twins oh I've lost it I'm pregnant again yeah and it's twins again yeah yep no I've lost it again 
Yeah. It, There's that, and that's what I was saying. That's that's what I said. There was a, there was there was a certain gullibility on one side that had to exist for this to come off the way it did. Yeah. Like I mean, like I feel for the guy. If you've got that, no kids and you want kids, yeah. And I mean, I remember even joking to you, fucking back when he got with her, because we he because we got the story that he yeah. he knocked her. He was she was a stripper in Melbourne. He went and down the, the reason boys, they were together. Went down on the boys' weekend and he knocked her. He yeah. knocked her. So that 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 knocked up never actually happened. She had him from that point. And I was kind of like, well, you know, I guess good on you for doing the the the, the noble thing at the time. That's but it. I mean, man, yeah. like like that. You want to know someone and live with them for a while. And yes. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So he's obviously, you know, he's either too too pure and like wanting kids so much that he's prepared to, because obviously the way that she got through it, got away with it on her side was that, you know, he wasn't allowed in there. You know, from what we were told, he wasn't, you know, she, he wasn't allowed in any of these the, doctor's you know, appointments. And, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, gynecologists or, yeah. you know, OBS appointments or whatever, you know. Um, but there's, there's, there's a point where you'd be like, I want to see the fucking you know ultrasound. Yeah, and, you know, that's it. That's like a that's like a rite of passage. That's like a thing you do. You know, like yeah. one of the exciting fucking that's moments. It. You know, like did you have you seen um on Netflix there's a show called The Stranger? No, it's a series. It's like one series. I can't imagine they'll do any more. But it's like it's like Black Mirror, except a whole series series for one story rather than like. But it sort of starts out with like just the the premise is there's a guy like a regular sort of guy they got got a couple of like teenage you know teenage kids and everything like that you know in, involved in the community like a soccer team and he's one and one day this uh, chick just walks up to him at, at, the, at the soccer club and says um oh you know you 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 didn't have to stay with your wife when you were going through that rough patch you know a couple of years ago or whatever um when she was pregnant because she actually faked the pregnancy and he's like who the fuck are you and what the fuck are you you know and she goes go and check your bank records this is the company name and he's like and so he goes he looks into it and sure well, enough spoilers now i won't no, this, this is the premise of the show this is a, this is the start this is how it kicks off and then the pre- and, and and so he, he looks through the records and everything and sure enough this company does exist he finds out and it is like a it is like a privacy front for a company that does that does shit like that like fake pregnancy you know and so they give you like you know the fake belly and like the ultrasounds and like all this shit and so he confronts her and then that's when the story like takes off okay. from there but you what I'm watching that I'm going oh okay wow that is that stuff actually out there you've, maybe she pulled that shit on him you've I mean, done about like, as good a job of selling that as the Daily Telegraph did of selling rugby league uh, it's a fucking great if you like Black Mirror you'll fucking love it because okay. it's like it's 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 like Black Mirror, but it's not not probably not as not as technology based though. But it's kind of like the jumping point of something that Black Mirror would use for like an episode. But it just goes in; it's much deeper and nice. you know much uh, you know double crosses and bits and pieces and shit yeah. all the way through it and tremendous. Um, but yeah, this no, I only found that, that shit's that shit is out there though, apparently. That. Companies that you could do that, and you know maybe maybe she did something like that. Maybe she was doing the fake belly that made it look like she was three months or you know what I mean. Or maybe he's just the dumbest cunt. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think I know which one of those is more likely. <laughs> um, yes. So, I don't know. But, but he's back on your payroll, tight uh, Tigers. Yeah, and look, you're going to enjoy him. And I'm and and I'm, I'm glad for him in the sense that remember when the doggies were going in the grand finals back in the Desi days in the early you know 2010s. Yep. And all of the interest stories about, you know, like him and, you know, how much the old ducks, you know, around the Bulldogs club, they loved him. He's the nicest guy and all this And he'd, he'd walk to the games. Yeah, yeah, the time yeah. Were, yeah. So, I mean, at the same time, you know, while I don't really have any personal stake in the brand of Josh Reynolds, I mean, I do feel, you know, glad, you know, 
glad that I, he's not the cunt that you know he, you, he could have been. If you had to pick, right, ten um, emotional games from the last five years or whatever it's been, yeah, his last game at Belmore as a doggy with a chaos at the end, yeah, yeah, that was that, that was pretty. That good. would yeah. have to make that list, yeah, yeah. Like re- re- the game meant nothing in the in the course of the season, yeah, yeah. But just the vibe at that, and the way it unfolded, and just and the just end. the absolute crazy fucking ending. Yeah, yeah that's yep. it. So. Who were they playing in that game? Was that Canberra? I, th- I, th- I don't know. And there was like, I want to say it was Canberra. And there were a couple of, and there oh. was that part when then, and then we should have known because that was the because then they 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 faked winning the game at the end of the game, and then <laughs> whoever they were playing, they, was that the one where whoever it was didn't want to take the conversion? No, it was um. I remember there was a it was a match it was a match winning league with no time left and the doggies got it back. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, I just remember the scenes at the end with the crowd rushed the field and he was. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was good. Okay, then yeah. we had Mike Sivo just um just before New Year's. He uh not a lot known about this one really at this stage. It's still mm. sort of being you know, pending, but uh, facing a charge of indecent assault. Uh, at a Fijian resort on Boxing Day, uh, he was detained over there for a little while, and he's come back and he's been cleared to play for for the Eels, and he will be, you know, taking the field this weekend, I presume. Um, Which is interesting. I I do wonder, and I haven't looked into it. If the NRL, with their no fault stand down policy, yep, because it's what is it, eleven years if the if the max sentence is eleven years or more. Yeah, or was it ten? But yeah, some, whatever yes, it is, something like that. Yeah, I wonder if they took into account international incidents. And whether it's and, and and an incident that you know, comparatively speaking, in Australia would that's be it. worth so like would, the, would the same charge because that's but that's in that other country it was only five years, five or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I don't know, but I mean that's that's still, that's all still pending, so it's kind of strange. But uh, yeah, uh, and but then again, you've got these ones here with the with Curtis Scott and stuff as well, and I mean that's just standard. Done cunt behaviour. Yeah, but fucking assaulting cops and stuff is gives you you get like you get hefty. Yeah, true. So yeah, so true. actually, as, far, as I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I remember reading at the time that it was there was conjecture that he would be subject to the the no fault thing because of the potential penalty because charges, it was you yeah. know because it was you know you know doing stuff to coppers. Um, anyway, we got uh, Joe and Galway uh, on Australia Day. He was uh, reported to be dr- uh, charged with dri- uh, being in control of a vehicle while under the influence of alcohol after being found sleeping in the car. So he's since, uh, well, he got a couple for that, you know, yep. you know on the club side of things. Yep. And uh, that one, I think, is pretty much agreed. It's a, it's a shitty, well, what are you going to do? If you're drunk, you choose to not drive home and sleep it off in your car and you still get charged with... Yeah, but there are ways of you know, there are ways that you can do it and not be charged, though, right? Are there? It's uh, so it, there, there is like I, I wish I fucking had looked this up and knew, but I thought there was something like for example, if the keys are in the ignition and yeah. you're in the driver's seat and you go to sleep, that's not enough to get off. You, but if the keys aren't in the ignition, so what if and you're-, you're sleeping on the back seat? Hang on, what time of year was this? Uh, it was Australia Day, January twenty sixth. Fucking hot. If I sleep Which in my point? car, I'm putting the air conditioner on. Plus, you know, yeah, I don't want to fucking. You're going to jail. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're going to jail. You either fucking get an Uber, which is, I mean, yeah, true. 
I mean, speaking of... Why me- am I defending you off, Angel? I know. Speaking cunt. of memento tattoos, yeah. perhaps when you register yourself initially with the NRL, perhaps you get a tattoo on your fucking wrist that says... You have lots of money now, cunt. <laughs> you can afford a $30 fucking surge rate, you dumb cunt. <laughs> like, like, I mean, how many problems with these dumbasses would yeah. be solved? Yeah. Just if they fucking got downloaded the Uber app. <laughs> I mean, it would probably cut... It would cut... Off-season incidences in half. Maybe that's the thing now. So Uber have released Uber Pets, where they'll slug you an extra six bucks to oh, take yeah, a pet yeah. in the car. Yeah, okay. Maybe the next one is Uber Dumb Cunt, where it's just you register, and on Friday and Saturday night, every 45 minutes they just ring you to see what you're doing. But it's like pinging you. Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, just, they just let's get the, the tattoo on the, on the left wrist that says, you know, Open the Uber app, dumb cunt. Yeah. And then the, and then you've got the one on the other side, on the other wrist that says, don't rape. <laughs> if you did that, <laughs> that's 60%, 70% of off-season incidents is done. Yeah. yeah, true. And I mean, if you could find a visible position that makes it easy for them to see one that says, you know, don't video it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, things like that. You know, yes. Don't, don't beat women, you know, like... It's it, it's not that hard unless they do, you do it on the fingers like they can just read it like a list. <laughs> oh, but then they've got to read. Yeah, and I, then I let's you know. I guess the the risk there is if you've got don't beat women. Yep. It would be a very poor time for the index finger to have disappeared and they look down and well, yeah. beat women. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Where's, that's the, true. where's the index finger? And also, if they've got a fist, you know, you can't see any of them, right? So like, <laughs> none of the advice is getting through with a closed fist. Doberman. Okay, I'll get a Doberman. <laughs> Which takes us to Curtis Scott, uh, who allegedly uh, kicked and punched a police officer and had to be tasered uh, while being arrested following Australian Day celebrations. Um, I'm sure the Canberra Raiders were fucking delighted with their new recruit. <laughs> Isn't that it? He's had, he's, I mean... Like a couple, let's, a couple he, of months out of Bellamy's and regime. He, but you've got to remember, in Bellamy's regime... He still fucking he still had like got sent off for fighting yeah, and shit that storm players very 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 rarely ever yeah. do. So I find if the, if the if the country seeps through to a penalizable level, because um, you know like you got Cam Smith obviously, you know he's very subtle on the you know on the chokes yeah. and the this and the that. Yeah. And uh, but I mean you know for that like explosive dumb shit like you know mm. just you know fighting and throwing punches and shit like that. When that seeps through, that very rarely seeps through in Melbourne. But yeah, yeah, he's out. He's out the door. Like the door's barely fucking latched shut behind him. Yeah, and he's uh, and he's into it. Um, so that was that was the that was the big incidents on the off season. Are there any other off season incidents that you that you need to have your two cents on? I'd like to throw some uh, positivity out there. Please do, because the tragedies that were the bushfires yes. this summer. Um, I think showed some of the best of what rugby league can do. Uh, and by that, I mean there was none of that Billy Slater-esque fucking photo opportunity. Look at what a good, look at what a good That's person I'm, I am. I'm here doing my bit. Yep. Um, and rugby league players all over the place got out yeah, there. Yeah, like James Tamhouse, you know, comes to mind immediately, like not yep. only looking after his local area um, in terms of assisting with the, you know, firefighting efforts, but then opening up his home and saying, look, I've got enough I've, space for like six families or something. Yeah, that's it. I've got, I've got yep. six, six rooms. Yep. 
en suites. Yep. If you've you got know, pets, bring them, whatever, you know. It. Yeah. Like, fucking, what a, what a man. That sort of stuff. Um, you know, you, you had people like Latrell. Latrell was out there, and yeah. Back in his community. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and that shit's not something you do for, for anything glamorous or because it's relaxing. Like, he, he's not going home to, to surface paradise or to, to yeah. Kingscliff or something. Yep. Like, they're communities where people don't have a lot. Yep. Uh, and, and he's out there busting his out. So, yeah, uh, it, it was a terrible fucking time. And, you know, the, um, there were some areas that I know people that listen to the show. Um, yeah. You know, down and around that uh, Southern Coast episode. There's a, um, there's, there's, uh, someone who, uh, who was an OG listener. I don't know if she's still about, but I saw fucking photographs of her house mm. and she lives down in that area yeah. and it got to within, like she had a swimming pool in the backyard. Yep. If like fucking legitimately two feet from the pool, like that fucking close. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, you know, and, and then, uh. The, that that place went from from a, the darkest days probably in its history um, to the the brightest days when they were fortunate enough to witness twenty twenty uh, kicking off the year of Cleary, <sighs> which I'm adopting this year. The year of Cleary, that's so fucked. I'm I'm I'm, I'm wondering. I'm asking you genuinely because I don't know the answer. Is that something that the club's putting out there with a hashtag, like that fucking no. stand-up flags up garbage? That is something that super listener at uh, Fat Harry Lazy came up with. Fucking and fat, I have hairy fucking gorilla. So fucking twenty twenty is officially the year of Cleary. So, um, but yeah, no. The well done to the players that got out there and helped out during the crisis. That was a wonderful segment until that. And now I just wish that uh, the, the fires just didn't get fucking close enough. They didn't go far, far enough east. <laughs> to fucking burn down fucking Penrith. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, hopefully everyone. Well, hopefully you know, our listeners. I mean, I had some if, photographs sent to me um, over over Messenger with um, you know people like showing pictures of like you know their friends' right. place and that and like how fucking close, right. like fucking close. So um, Penrith doesn't have enough crossfitters to catch fire. <laughs> um, look, oh, something else, something else positive. Let's bring out something else positive. The NRL ad. I thought the NRL ad was fucking great. Um, there was a, a lot of uh, Fox and and uh, News Limited outrage yeah. over the ad. But the first thing that I would that, that I would say, like I've, I have no problem with the fucking ad at all. You know, like I mean, for me, like creatively speaking. The only the only part of it that I did I didn't think really worked, and it's not from like an outrage perspective. I just I just think dropping off that chorus to the girl singing it at that point, maybe do that at the end, like you know, like because it's sort of building up and then it just drops out to to the, like maybe have her finish it. Like it just it just be a matter of like shuffling it around a bit. But I mean, it's just hilarious, and I think it's a master troll job by the NRL to give these fucking boomers what they've asked for for the last fucking however long since social media has really peaked like mm. certainly the last sort of five or six years 
oh, you know, simply the best, you know, stop this fucking, you know, like, we don't want that, you know, you know, Macklemore's and fucking all this shit. You know, what, you know yeah. nothing's been as good as fucking simply the best. So they give it to them. Yeah, that's it. They bring it back. That's it. And then they throw in all this inclusive stuff that would just grind their fucking it's, gears. It's, you know, how long has it been, though, um, that the promos for the NRL included, like, Billy Idol on the hovercraft or fucking Bon Jovi mm-hmm. or whatever. Why is it a problem now that Macklemore's like he was grand final entertainment? Yeah, yeah. Why is it okay when it was fucking you know, because, Billy Idol or because when he did it, he did the fucking song. I can't remember what it's called, <laughs> but he did the he did that song about he did if, that song if you about, want a sword fight, then it's okay to sword fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, exactly. You know, it was it was it was all you know, under the banner of the segment of the ad where they were like, you know, going with the inclusiveness and everything. Yeah. And the thing that people don't, that you know, that I haven't seen really mentioned, it certainly in the media, you know, uh, dissections of this ad. The ad is to, is to promote the game. The cynical- it's marketing to yeah. promote the game, and the object of the objective of marketing is to fucking push the promotion and yourself into areas to attract new customers that you don't already have. No one who is against the ad can honestly say to me that if there were no that they wouldn't be watching NRL if there were no ad telling them the fucking season was about to start. Yeah. They're not marketing to us. We're the converted. Yeah. We've been the converted for so fucking long. We're the dyed in the wool supporters yeah. of the of the of the NRL. Yep. The ad's not for us. No. The ad is for people like the mothers Yep. Who are worried about putting their kids into the game. And you know what? They highlighted the they highlighted the women, the women's yep. game that's developing over the last couple that's of years it. and is starting to get to a really good place. Like just yeah. drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. Drives me crazy that people will be outraged but, about something so fucking innocuous. But especially when and this is how stupid it is, right? How many teams are there in rugby league? Yeah. In the NRL. Like the NRL. Well, there's 16 teams. Yep. And generally, how many teams do people have? Unless they're absolute fucking shit cunt human beings. One. They have one. So just by the fucking odds, mm-hmm. any NRL ad, yep. if there is any NRL ad and all it contains is images of fucking big hits and tries cunts, <laughs> then you should hate 15 out of 16 sections of that ad. Yeah. Because it doesn't have anything to do with your team. Yeah. So just by the very fucking nature of being a fan of the sport, it should come come to you that there's going to be a vast majority of things to do with the sport that have nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. that aren't aimed at you, mm-hmm. and you're not expected to have a fucking opinion on, yep. except for, oh, that's not my team. You know? Mm-hmm. So how is this a big fucking stretch for people? How is it a big fucking stretch? Because... Outrage, and and not and not just outrage, but outrage that like to, that that generally pushes like a subtle like I'm not racist, but right yeah. rightish agenda. Yeah. I'm not racist. Makes money. I just don't think it, it's politicising. Yeah. Right. Now this is where the cynical part of me gets in, and I want to put it out there because this year I'm I'm worried that there's not as much scandal in the game. And the the media outlets, the classic fucking dying journalists, yep. 
need something to generate clicks because that's all they're based on is advertising revenue from clicks. Yep. That's their entire reason yep. for being. And so there are going to need to be outrage pieces. Yep. And I would go so far as to almost guarantee that the whole opinion piece and angle that that ad was approached on was a deliberately crafted strategy to get clicks because what's happened now is everyone's talking about, oh, well, this is where he said it and this is what he did. And so everyone goes and watches the video of him having his thing on it. Yep. And all of a sudden, because it's not that they want to talk about the game anymore, it's that they need to be the most promoted part of the game. Yep, yep. Um, Then to go so far as to make a version of an ad with simply the best, with Jimmy Barnes, that is, like, if fucking anyone actually looks at it, everything aside, if anyone looks at that and says it is a better, you know, piece of television or, you know, visual media, whatever it is, it's a fucking grayed out, washed out- Yeah, objectively, like, you know, creatively speaking- it sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. Barnsley's fucking past it. Mate, Barnsley, I mean, like, yeah, people can like Barnsley and, you know, and she's all they like, but that kind of voice has been almost cooked from the time he started singing in yeah. public. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking poor man's Ian Moss anyway, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, certainly Ian Moss was the-, the He, he sang know. all the worst chisel songs anyway. Yeah, I mean, so, well, yeah, he was, so basically, what I'm saying is, Jimmy Barnes was the fuck Ringo, off Jimmy, Jimmy Barnes. Was, Jimmy Barnes was the Ringo Starr of, of Chisel. Is that he's what the, you're he's, he's the Josh Reynolds of Australian music, <laughs> except the Tin Lids are alive. <laughs> oh, um, it reminds me of that time. <laughs> When we when we actually took a, a line at the start of the show and out, we actually yes. and we actually took it out yes. and then it turned out that the whole premise of the line <laughs> was a fucking lie from some cooked fucking yes <laughs> cooked fucking grifting um, fucking catfish. So I I suggest that as fucking gross as this is, mm-hmm. this is only the beginning of a season of outrage, um, where these guys have figured out that the formula is to appeal to years gone by, back in my day, yeah. um, the game, love the game. Um, yeah, so. And the thing that is so fucking disheartening about all of that is, like, I hope you're wrong, but the, the thing that's so disheartening oh, not, about- don't worry about the thing, The thing that's so disheartening about it is that the fact that there's, like, so much fucking support for that brand of fucking rhetoric. Yeah. Like when you, you know, I, I wouldn't advise anyone do it, but you know, when you see the comments and all that sort of stuff, yep. there's so many fucking people who actually think that this way. Is the thing, anyone I've seen with half a fucking brain, and there were some people that I had considered having half or more of a fucking brain, yep. took the standpoint of, hang on, why do we need an indigenous flag yeah. in the yeah. thing? And yeah. they and they came to it from a place of just no, just make it about footy. Yep. All of those issues, I don't like them. They make my head hurt. I've got to think too hard about it. Just make this about footy. But then I actually saw them engaged in discourse where people explained to them. Yeah. Like, you know, fucking hang, hang on to you that grew up like this, 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 and this. Of course, it's not important. Yep. And 
But to him, who grew up this, 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 and this, it's extremely important. Yeah. You know? Um, it, it's why the Indigenous versus Maori All-Star game is such a fucking great concept. Yeah. Because, let's be frank, the... The, what do they call them? World All Stars or, or whatever. Yeah, and like, and it's not the and and it's not even the World All Stars. It's like it's it's like the fourth string cunts that can be bothered playing. Yeah, you know, in the, yeah. who aren't injured or can That's be it. bothered. You know, That's it. Um, but just purely based on the fact of what those Indigenous and Maori players could do for young children. Yep. From both Indigenous uh, cultures. Yep. That far outweighs anything that the fucking world all stars were out there doing or feeling or yeah yeah to well it. nothing I mean they weren't you know it wasn't there was nothing on there and I, I love the way they changed yeah. it because it made it so meaningful for both sides and then as a result the fucking game was like it was a, a cracker fucking great game yeah but all of these people of what brought them around was when people pretty much said to them well hang on what does it actually cost you you know yeah fair enough you don't want it politicized. Fair enough. You don't understand why it should be there. It's okay for you not to understand because that bit's not for you. And it's it. That's it's it's not ta- it's not yeah. targeted at your yeah. experiences that's or it. your yeah. Who who's your team? Broncos. Oh, cool. The Milford bit. That's for you. Mm-hmm. Out of that whole fucking ad, that's for you. Yep. You know, there's a whole different subsection of kids. You know what? That bit with Latrell. That's for two sets of people. That's mm-hmm. for Bunnies fans. Yep. And that's for the Indigenous community. Yep. So that's for them. That's for you. And this game has lots of different things for lots of different people, and it brings us all together. And when they get into fucking discourse, people go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. The only problem is, I mean, generally when things are kicked off from like an outrage merchant point of view- Everyone's you just fucking you don't, yelling you don't, at each yeah, other. yeah, exactly. Everyone, everyone's yelling. You don't actually get that. And like, honestly, like to, to see like a level of, I don't know, like discussion where, you know, people are like trying to, uh, you know, calmly explain- alternate viewpoints yeah. to people on social media is such a fucking unicorn of a fucking concept. Is. That's why Twill Nation is the best nation. Yes. Uh, what else have I got here on this list uh, leading up to the season? Coronavirus and the possibility... Fucking hope Jimmy Barnes gets coronavirus. Well, I mean, he sounds like he's got a pretty sore throat. Yeah. Have they tested him yet? That's it. Uh, and the possibility of empty empty stadiums for games. Yes. So, this is, uh, I, I actually saw that there was a you know, potential of, well, I know they've suspended the Serie A soccer in Italy, and Italy's obviously one of the, the hotter places, in, you know, when it comes to the coronavirus. Yes. Um, talk that the EPL possibly could be. Um, What's EPL? The English Premier League. Okay. Which is, as in my understanding, Liverpool are winning by so much; it's impossible for them to to get headed. And if they if they if they shit can the season, it actually prevents that. Which <laughs> look, I don't know anything about soccer. Yep. But anyone that wins anything this season, it is completely illegitimate because coronavirus has just fucking skewed everything in terms of you know travel, crowd preparation, everything. Yeah. So season's pretty much season's yeah, almost over. It doesn't though. count. Yeah. It, the, um, it's pretty much the Melbourne Storm if you win anything this season. <laughs> uh, so I guess you know it's while it, it's uh, it's not a legitimate chance of happening here yet. I mean, it's certainly been discussed, and if things, uh, you know, if the if the coronavirus situation as it pertains to Australia uh, is uh, is to is to uh, increase, 
then I would suggest the only reason it hasn't been discussed here is because we're not already in the middle of a sporting season. Everywhere else in the world that's in the middle of a sporting season, they've yeah. taken measures. Well, yeah, not sports that people actually go to, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, so for example, in the NBA, no, no, I mean, like I'm, I'm talking about here, like, 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 no one goes to A League games. So I mean, who would fucking know if they left the stadiums? Yeah, no, I said sport. Yeah, that's true. Not hobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. So, um, NBA have cancelled all media and dressing rooms. So they currently have a situation where media can go in. So media, that's funny. Media, you're the disease, can't you're the problem. <laughs> let's not well, worry about the fan. Let's not worry about the fans fucking coughing into the fucking auditorium when we're playing. Let's 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 just let's just yeah. punitively punish you ten cunts. <laughs> oh no! It's, well, it's because in the dressing room, media can get within yeah, they get like ten centimeters yeah, yeah. Of, of a player and yeah. speak at them and spit yeah. on them. Yeah, that's why. Um, so I I think it'll definitely happen. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because we we are so, we are somewhat, yeah. Ob- obviously, uh, a, an advantage we have is you know geographical separation sort of thing. But it's already here, and we've already seen these stories of like fucking. Oh, I saw yeah people who don't have sick leave. Yeah. So they feel sick. They go get tested. They've got to wait X amount of time before it comes back. Can't afford to go leave without pay or whatever. So they just go to work anyway. And or the fucking dumb old crusty in Western Australia. That's I kind of went to the opera or yeah. whatever. Oh, fucking Jesus, yeah. Yeah, that sort of shit. So, you know what? I hope they get put in a fucking cell with Jimmy Barnes. Fuck them. <laughs> and they're fucking <laughs> judicially mandated to fucking to, to, to French kiss for eight hours <laughs> of every day. <laughs> um, but shout, shout out, shout out to our boy, uh, Mr. Wars. Yes. Living in China. Probably already got coronavirus. Um, he's not dead yet. I mean, I did tweet with him yesterday. Yes. So he's currently alive at this point. Yes. But he's probably got coronavirus. I know that he you know, he was partial to, to, uh, to chowing down on a bat at every opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking mad for it. I think he was, I think he was shelving him as well, to be honest. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I hope I hope you're doing okay. And uh, I'm not sure if his building has got has has actually been had had a, like a metal plate welded over the exits or not yet. Um, but I dare say he would almost certainly be under apartment See, confinement. Whilst, whilst you would like to give your condolences to him, I would like to give condolences to his lovely wife, <laughs> who <laughs> who went into a marriage completely unaware that. She would be in lockdown in a two-bedroom Chinese apartment with him for an in, in, for twenty-two in, hours a day for an indeterminate period yeah. of. T- um, I am here. no twill tourists coming from China though. Yeah. Unfortunately, for the foreseeable future, Leonie, I am here when you need to write your Nelson Mandela quality <laughs> biopic. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, and you know, we joked at the start of the show, like the Roosters and Titans aren't going to give a fuck. Like, no, they're used to it. No, oh, maybe the giggity giggity guy will die. Fuck, I hope he's got a pre existing lung condition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be fucking weird though. Like, I mean, to, it'd just be such a weird thing. Like, the TV, TV wise, it probably wouldn't affect things too much because while you do get at some level of crowd noise. It's not overwhelming because you've got the you know the, the they, commentators and things like that. Through, on there. I reckon. Yeah, well, but just pipe fake noise or yeah. something like that. Yeah. If they and if they did that, you probably wouldn't really 
yeah. you know, no, so much. You know, well, you know, I'll tell you what. Better not fuck with Magic Weekend, though, because that's like a good amount of time away. It is. That's like According two, just to that minutes. source we have that happens to have a position with a um, health organisation based in New South Wales. Yes. Um, you know, let's give it a fake name, uh, Health New South Wales. <laughs> um, August, they're looking at peak. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you know what? Uh, I'll tell you what, that'll- grand final could fuck things up. Mm-hmm. People might need something else to listen to during their games. Hmm. Ooh, Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. This coronavirus shit better not fuck... If it, if it fucks up Magic Weekend and Grand Final Weekend, I'll tell you, I'll do nothing. I'll just whinge. But I mean, like, yeah, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be unhappy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, regardless of, you know, other people, you know, complaining about, you know, death of their family members or, <laughs> or themselves. <laughs> I just want to say that the true victims <laughs> will be specifically me. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just not prepared for it. Okay, so next up, let's talk about season 2020. Uh, we're kicking off in uh, just a mere couple of days, maybe even as short as one day by the time people are listening to this episode. Um, everything, it's, it's been it's been done to death, but we just, I just want to quickly just go through the uh, through the sides and just really just look about look at the the big issues that affect them going into this season. I just want to get you quickly if you uh, can give me a quick synopsis on what you expect for them in the season i feel like doing the whole one through 16 numbered list is no one ever gets it 100 percent right no but i think it's it, i think it's better just to just to, i guess just to speak about for me it's like the the movement the the direction of movement of a side now for, and for example we'll go to the broncos first now their star signing was Brody croft Yes, and uh, from from the storm, and um, I mean that's something that's been kind of bubbling for you know quite a while, and uh, there was almost, I mean, it, it was it was touted as like a potential like sort of mid year thing, or like they were yeah. talking about it fa- yeah. you know, fairly early in the piece last year, yep, and through last season, they also got um, Jesse Arthur's from the Titans and uh, Jordan Carhu in the return to sender from the uh, <laughs> the ill fated stint at the Cowboys. Now they've lost. You know, a couple of players who didn't really see a lot of daylight in terms of like Fence, Fenceman, Tagatizi. Um, you know, Cigarro was re- uh, released after he was uh, failed a drug test. Though you know, he, we didn't even really get into that. When did that happen? Oh, yeah, the old yeah, uh, on the. You know, I, I shared a blender with yeah. my flatmate, and he's on the roids. I mean, <laughs> fucking hell, Cigarro for an old man, he was fucking yoked. Yeah, like for an NRL player, his physique was not that of an NRL player. I mean, he was fucking yoked. Uh, and Matt Gillard, obviously the biggest name retirement, I guess, for them. Yep. Um, Shibasaki went to the Knights, where he's starring in the preseason anyway. <laughs> so it looks like he might he might uh, realize his full potential down there in Newcastle. But so you look at the Broncos, and for an example of the concept. They haven't. I mean, Jack Bird's almost like a new buy for them because I mean they haven't Just had no him. Time. They didn't have yeah. him since like about May last year or whatever. So, so you know, if he's back and fit, 
and you know, off the Mickey D's, then you know it's it's he's, he'll be rejuvenated. It's almost like a new buy for them. Um, yep. But honestly, they're a side that needed an influx. Yeah, and this is the thing of like new the, blood. The Broncos last year won a lot of games just based off their forward pack. Their mm-hmm. forward pack got them through a couple of games that they shouldn't have, have realistically won. Yep. What they lacked was probably a little bit of strike power out wide. Um, you know, Oates is his his reliable self, although he seems to just be, fuck, what's the word? Maybe coasting a little bit more yeah. than he was in previous seasons. Um, obviously, with Durius at fullback, they they lacked any sort of attacking spark. But it's just the, the I mean, they they had the the platforms were being were being built by uh, an excellent young forward pack. Yeah. Rolling down the field, but there was just an abs- complete absence of creativity. And like I know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't all like self inflicted. I mean, you know, they they had you know these these brief you know splashes of success in there um, with Turpin. You know, when he sort of been there in seven, yep. and uh, and then they had the um, oh, the fuck is it Dearden that they it was the the seven to be. You yep. know, like you know going forward, the heir apparent, and the heir apparent, and then he gets injured, and like so. There wasn't 100% self-inflicted, but there was this ab- absolute lack of creativity in, in and, attack and, uh, and we, defense. We didn't, we didn't ever find out why Brodie Croft fell out of favour at Melbourne. You know, the the obvious answer was on-field performances because while he wasn't yeah. terrible... He's done some brainless shit, though, there, which there the were, storm system does not tolerate. That's it. So there were moments. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that a Melbourne storm reject is the fix for what was wrong with the Broncos. You know, the the thing year. the thing about Bro, the the one liner about Brody Croft is if he couldn't succeed in the storm system being fed by Cameron Smith. Yeah. And you know, on the back of a platform Yeah. From like the Bromwich a high perform and, and you know Nelson, Nelson and like like a high performing pack. Yeah. If he if he couldn't he that system there was tailor made for him to succeed. Yes, and if he couldn't succeed in that, then yeah. you know, and then the Broncos have a, a you know other other issues in terms of like Matt Lodge is like he's pretty much gone for season right. Yep, fucked his yeah. So, oh poor da. Yeah, I know you hate to see it, and uh, and the one thing I think the Broncos lose is experience. You know, they if I was recruiting for the Broncos. And I'm not saying get this person specifically, but I would have been looking for a James Graham type. You know, they they don't have anyone that's an old head like Matt Gillett was the last one, and he was. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost, busted. I'd almost. I mean, you still you got Alex Clean in there, but I'd almost feel like yeah. you'd want someone that's like that, except for you know, back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, not like, James yeah. Graham himself. Yeah, yeah, but okay. that style of buy. Yeah, because I mean, um, let's face it, the Broncos have got some very experienced players in there, but they are, are they experienced players that would get into, think, get a position at any other club? Now, Darius Boyd, yeah, yeah, Andrew McCulloch's. Now he, like the, the question is, I don't, I don't want to go and you know trying to predict everything, but are the are there not eight teams that are better than the Broncos this year? Look, I I think that there's there's. And easily, there's easily six teams that are better, yep. and then there's a couple that are waiting to seize. I think the only way they make the eight is if the Broncos at Suncorp thing is still as much of a thing. And it's and like it's it's a great it's a great thing it's a great advantage to have. I mean it's it's you know I wish my team had advantages like that. But at the end of the day, when you're a one team town, um, you've got a, a, a fantastic stadium and a, a fan base that. 
you know, remain a certain percentage of it remains How fairly stay this year. Well, this thing, I mean, another bad year, like a worse year, like seeing some regression. Because even last year was a slight, you know, we would have seen a slight regression. Yeah. And then, and especially with the Brisbane Lions coming coming up too, and you yeah, know, and, and performing pretty well. Um, yeah. There's a general, there's generally, a, you know, an inverse proportional sort of relationship to where the fans ebb and, ebb and flow between, you know, with success and between yeah. the two sides. Um, look, if they, if they become like a, yeah, embarrassing meme team more so this year. Then yeah, fucking wait and see what happens. Like I mean, Darius Boyd was sort of single-handedly like a meme for them last yeah, year. Yeah, that's it. And even that was like delightful to see. Like I mean, just to see a fan base like a, it's it's very like seldom do you see a Broncos fan base that that insular sort of sort of veneer on the outside. You very rarely see that crack. But I mean, it, it, it cracked wide open, and they were just fucking throwing Darius at it. Yeah, that's like, true. It was, it was, it was, you know, it was great to see the Raiders. Not a lot of signings. I mean, Curtis Scott, obviously, fucking <laughs> madman, and uh, George Williams from Wigan. Um, now they've had, uh, you know, a couple of big losses as well. With specific, specifically, Leipana. Yeah, that whole side's gone. They, they've lost. They've lost them. I mean, uh, uh, A and Caesar. They lost him as well, and he was fucking like. There was a time there early in the season where he was. You know, looking to be shopped, he was gone. Yep. Uh, and then when he got his opportunity, he was a he was a crucial player. Yeah. For them, you know, in the in the run that took them all the way, you know, down to the down to six again. Um, otherwise, I mean, like the nucleus of that side is is fucking fantastic, and you know, it, it, you can't. L- lots of the things that got them where they were last year are still there, and as yeah. great as Leipana were, they. They weren't as much a part of that season last year as as they had been in yeah been, in yeah. years gone by. So yeah. um, you know, ne- never good to lose to two quality, especially athletes of that yeah. caliber. And um, also, you know, and 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 players that had such an understanding. Yep. Together as well. Yep. And and really went out there for the club, like yep. those those guys. You know, maybe as much as BJ still had a little bit of dickhead in him. Yep. Um, they they were club guys. So. Yep. Look, I I mean I I don't expect Camera to uh to ascend to the the heights like i.e. the grand final like last year. But I think they've got a they've got a massively solid nucleus. They've kept the the important pieces together in the middle and the spine, and uh, and I, I expect them to be you know there or there there or thereabouts. I expect them to finish around a similar sort of place. See, you're going back to the Broncos. I expect them to drop on last year, and like they were extremely fortunate. I think. To you know, it was a lot of a lot of it was just due to how fucked the the Panthers were down the stretch. Yeah, true. <laughs> that it, it was teams like the Panthers and the Knights imploding that actually allowed the Broncos to get in. Because remember, there was a period there where they were they were off points yeah. with the bye. Yep. And they were you know at, at times three points off. Yeah. You know so, and the times when only take, we're taking one win from you or you know yep. the Knights or whatever some point, and that would have like held them out for the week. And yeah. the Knights obviously imploded more. But moving along. To the dogs, well, they signed, they signed Katoa from the Panthers, and <laughs> Dean Britton, Joe Simpson. Okay, so so their losses are actually um, great. I mean, they've 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 cut loose a lot of fucking a lot of uh, dead wood. Yep. Like especially like especially the you know some of these uh you know the sharks imports from the from that last batch like uh, like New Brown contract elsewhere. He's I uh, don't not that I'm aware of. 
and not that and I'm not surprised. Look, I think the doggies will probably be similar to last year. I don't feel like there's like massive. There's, I don't feel like there's massive improvement in them. Foran's injured; he's gone, right? So, yep. um, and he, he was he was actually great when he was on the field for them. Like he was, yeah, he was. I mean, he, he he was never he was never getting back to like that sort of 2011 2013 no. level, but. He was still he was he was great in the in limited you know via you know uh, yeah. injury you know appearances yeah. for them, um, you know there's there's players that there there are players there that can take step steps forward for the team, but then again the is, they, they can also high school girls and now they won't play. Well, I don't I, I would I would never ex- have expected um, Harry and Naira to take steps forward because I mean I feel like he was almost their their con- most consistent and best player yeah, across the. Yeah, um, DWZ was a was a an excellent acquisition. Yeah, and he certainly found. And but they also only saw positive upbeat. I'm excited to be here, DWZ. Yeah. Um, so what's it going to take to bring out the the sulking? It's not even the sulking. I'm tired of these it's rat just bags. When there's, when there's nothing, he he strikes me as a player that needs something to get him up. Yeah, okay. you know, he he most definitely needs something in front of him to G him up for his best performances okay. and going to a new club and proving himself and doing all that stuff. That was what it took last year. Yep. When he gets into the week-to-week grind for the doggies, um, yeah, there, there might be a, a few less happy moments. Yeah, but, I, I, feel, I feel the dogs are a bit about the same. This is the thing, though. I look at the dogs and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, what do you need to fix here? What do you need to fix? Okay, yeah, Jeremy Marshall King at nine. Yep. You know, and... That's as simple as, well, okay, he didn't work in the halves, we're going to throw him in at hooker. So he didn't have a, a purpose-made hooker. What's your solution to that? To go and buy the biggest fucking handbrake that the position of hooker's ever known? It's only Katoa. I thought, so, I was, I was, for a second, I was like, Robbie Farrow didn't retire? No. I am. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I expect a similar season than last year. The dogs will do fuck all, and then when the actual business part of the Start season's done the and decided... They'll beat a couple of teams that they, you know, they can ambush. Yeah, uh, and, and go go to Mad Monday with a good vibe, it, like yeah. a winning vibe. Yeah, Sharks. Okay, so new signings: Connor Tracy. What else we got there? Rami and back from the Knights after an unhappy time and a subsequent release over there. Uh, their losses: Fecky, Brady, Braley to the Knights, Flano Junior to the Roosters, the retirement of Gallon, Matt Pryor gone, and uh, Capewell gone down to the Panthers. They've lost a bit. They have? They still had a lot of guys that came on last year that were fucking great. Yes. And so I feel like those guys can act they can they can pick up some but slack. Then how how much credence do you give to all of the rumors out there that the entire team's unhappy and no one wants to be there? Um Bronson Cherry wants out. Honestly, if if Jay Moz wants out. Well, he's got out, hasn't he? He's so out. yeah. Oh well this is the thing, if 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 Cherry wants out, then fucking there's a door. I'm unhappy players yeah. and like cancerous, you know, shit yeah. like that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If if it is true, yep. Fucking see you later. Yeah. And like they've obviously you know come to come to that you know a place where they feel good about doing that with uh, J Moz after after him sucking about it, you know, and and making it a public you know issue. Yep. And uh, sharks are. I feel like the Sharks can. I think the Sharks will be. I'm going to say this slightly. A slight improvement in them. 
They made the finals, flogged in the first round, never forget. Yeah. But looking at it, and, and I know this is a fucking blanket statement you could apply to any rugby league team, but the Sharks, I think more than most, live and die on injuries. And they have the biggest fucking biscuit to nougat ratio of any team in the NRL. Like when, okay, when I say biscuit, who do you think of? I feel like you're talking about Matt Moylan and uh, Josh Dugan. Either or. They're both. But I could also very well be talking about Sean Johnson. Or Wade. Yeah, or Wade. Yeah, okay. Or Fafita. Yep. You know, you you look around it and, and some of them are actual legit hard men. Like Wade Graham. Yeah. Would play if you'd slash both his Achilles tendons. He'd, he'd still want to get out there and run. Um, but they are a fucking biscuit of a team. So a couple of key injuries to them, and they could have an absolute dreadful season if they're fitting on the park. Though that's still an absolute cracking team. Yeah, and I feel and like you know I like Capewell as a player, but I mean he wasn't a he, he was well, well he, he was a gap filling yep. sort of player there. They'd show him around wherever, uh, but you know in. I mean, cars that you know don't really come with two handbrakes. But if you could, if you could lose Pryor and Gallon, yeah, that's I it. mean, I, I feel like they've got an extra gear. Yeah, <laughs> that's like what's the what well, a revelation that they're going to that fast yeah, yeah. and furious gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, what a revelation is going to be for their spine when they realise that they've got another fucking tackle in the set. That fourth tackle is no longer Ugh. the exclusive domain for Captain Gal. Yeah. And there's no covering up dumb fuckheads rushing out of the line trying to put on hero tackles <laughs> when they're five years past being an effective defender. Yeah, but, um, you know, he kicked that field goal that time, I guess. Mm. Titans. Look, I think the Titans, more than a lot of teams, have, like, some level of hope, I feel. They didn't sign a great deal. You know, they didn't, they didn't make any amazing, earth-shattering signings. They got rid of a bit of dead wood, though. Yeah. But the change of coach... They got rid of Riley Jacks. Is the most... Yeah, I just... You know. I don't feel like they ever really gave him the chance. You know, no, the, not at all. The, the right opportunity, but... Not um, at all. And, I mean, he'll be loving it because he's, you know, he's back at back at the storm where, yeah. you know, that's where it. he did some great things. Um, Leilani Latu, that's a fucking shame. That's a fucking yeah. shame. It's like, a little. It, it, it feels. It feels early. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like too early. Well, in the- he he was the same rookie class uh, at the Dogs as Clemmer. Yeah. So if you could have imagined, and and he was crueled with injury early on in yep. his career, um, but there was that the season he played for Penrith, where he was fucking. Chasing bombs like a center, and yep. you know, jumping up above people and scoring tries and doing all this sort of stuff, and it was just pure fucking effort. Um, then he was in the the great Penrith Exodus to the Gold Coast, yeah, that uh, that saw Bryce and and a bunch of others go. Uh, so unfortunately, just never fucking came back from uh, from the the wasteland. Uh, I think the biggest thing for them is just the, the change of coaching. Do they get the spoon this year? You know, it is it possible? Fuck, it, it's it's very fucking possible. But 
I don't think that I don't see them moving to massive glory or anything. Just with the roster they've got, I mean they've got some some great players there, but you really need to have a look. Like ask me in six weeks, and let's and then you'll have an idea yeah, well, that's of what, an educated guess. Yeah, well that, that, then you then you have an idea of what real like. Yeah, it's yeah. not just it's not what you think yeah. or what you hope will happen for their yep. fans. It's what actually, yeah. Well, you know that that shit, the, the the whole Brook effect. It is actually real. The guy can actually fucking coach, yeah. and for whatever reason, he's actually getting the the most out of no you Ryan know. James for the season again. The poor cunt. That's just bad luck, man. I mean, if he can get the best out of like Ash Taylor, yeah, then he's all. They're already you know yep. leaps and bounds ahead of where they Great. were last year. Look, so I I expect the Titans. I'm not going to say they're like big moves or anything, but I do not think they're going to get the spoon. Uh huh. Mighty Manly Seagulls, really just one one signing, and I mean to to really speak of, and that, that was you know through necessity when they got uh, Danny Levy from the Knights, oh, and fucking how's that international probably cost us three fifty when when you can't <laughs> even fucking attract a first well, grade level hooker. Well, fucking my club would never. Well, this guy this guy's played for New Zealand, so I mean he's 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 an international hooker. I'll have you know, and. Uh, <laughs> And look, this is the thing. I feel like I've had this conversation about fucking a hundred times with everyone from the barber to, you yeah. know, to the next door neighbor to fucking to, to everybody. Is Danny Levy going to work out? I don't know. But what I do know is this, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if he has any fucking potential of playing rugby league at all in his fucking body, it will be revealed <laughs> this season by 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 uh, the, the master, Des Hasler. If he can't play then I'm sure we'll see him wash out fairly quickly. If he can play, or if he can deliver on the potential in early in his Knights career, then uh, you know, he, he, Des, whatever he's got in there, Des will get the maximum out of that potential yep. that he has. And honestly, if he can fucking just, if he can get on the back of a fast play the ball from like, you know, to Powell and Fanil Blake and just give decent fucking service to someone on the left and right. Mm. That's has, a good has, start. Has Marty Tapau stopped that fucking ridiculous hashtag Team Kapow yet? Oh, he's, been, he's, as, been, he's been doing that since the fucking dogs, right? Yeah, as, as long as he keeps doing that, then Manly will never win anything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like... And you... Like, realistically, your club already has Tony Abbott and George Pell as its number one and number two season ticket you mean, holders. You mean... Do, do you mean bushfire hero Tony Abbott? Yes, that one—the <laughs> one that, he, that you know—he he saves. He stopped the boats of the of the fires. He saves. sailing east, <laughs> but he condones rape. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure George Bell. Is, I don't think he saves more than he condones. I'm I'm, I'm sure that George Bell is a Dragons fan. I mean, Tony Tony Abbott's a George Pell fan. Don't get me wrong, but I think George Pell's a Dragons fan. Well, who's more rapey? <laughs> He's a Graham Langlands fan. The rapist or the rapist who rapes him? <laughs> um, no, no losses of uh, of of any consequence for Manly this year, except um, Hooker Happy Coruscant. Well, our, our ex Hooker. I mean, he was re- he was he was let go. No, so I mean, he was made redundant. No. So, uh, so he, unfortunately, he was I mean, plucked. it's. There was some fucking. He looks good. He looks happy. I love Appy. Like I love him as a bloke. He's a great guy. Yeah. But um, he looks great to you because you are coming from a position of you. You you were standing in a valley between fucking Mount Egan and Mount Katoa, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously 
when you're looking across at Coruscant Meadow, it's a great fucking view from those two places. Ooh. You can, you can't wait to get away from them. Appy just so want, I hope he fucking kills it for you. Appy wanted two tickets for the Yeri of Cleary, and he's got fucking front row seats. <sighs> you what? You can't joke about that sort of shit. Really. That, that's like that. That is like the worst. Fuck. Oh, it's fucking driving me so crazy already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's like, and it's not like it's it's not making me angry. It's just making me sad. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like. The fucking effects of the stroke are making themselves more apparent with each it's passing like, minute. It's my job, yes, to draw that emotion out of you and see where we can take it through I'm, the course of a season. I, oh, it's it, at at the moment. Will you become teary at the Yiri of Cleary? Jesus Christ! Will you end up cheery at the Yiri of Cleary? <laughs> Look, if the Yiri of Cleary ends like anything like twenty nineteen. I dare say I will be cheery <laughs> at the end of the uh, the second year of uh, weary cleary. <laughs> will Ivan be weary at the end of the year of the teary cleary? In a year of cleary, <laughs> will we make the finals? Neary, <laughs> neary. <laughs> My post coronavirus oh, voice. Say you got bat flu. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my uh, my definitive statement uh, in the early preseason before <laughs> before um, before um, uh, Manasseh got a little bit of a bit of alleged stabby <laughs> was that uh, grant certain grand finalists, and at the moment I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna downgrade it to probable grand finalists. Let's see how Levy Le- Le- uh, turns out. Levy, uh, <laughs> fuck you got me fucking eerie in the in the in the fucking. I'm trying to think of all these words that rhyme with the yeah. now. Um, we'll see it. We'll see how Danny turns out, and you know if he uh, and and also, I was really bunkering down for like a slow start because it was like, oh yeah, this guy's injured, and like you know, Finnell Blake and and uh, and Jakey had like shoulder reconstructions in the off season. But it's like, I mean, I know Des is playing fucking mind games. I don't expect Tom to be back in round one, even though he's named. But I think that. I mean, unless I'm mistaken, I think I read if, that Finnell Blake guys, is actually cleared. If you guys had your full team. And your hooker, then you would have been a top four team with your fullback Retardovich brother fit for the whole season. Now we all know that that's not going to be the case. But we're only about one or two one or two games out of the top four last year. And the thing you got to remember, people always like, oh, if they're healthy and if this, you got to remember there were eight games without Cherry Evans last year, fifteen games without without Tommy, and they still fucking were like, you know, one game out of the top four. Mm. So. As Which, long as so, so know, it's not a matter of if, if you, it's not a matter got, of if they're healthy. It's a matter of if they're healthy at the end. But this is what I'm saying: that you've got a representative half. Mm-hmm. You have pretty much a representative forward pack full of Origin and internationals. Mm-hmm. You have um, representative backline. Anything but a top Partially. four finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I I expect nay demand it. Yes, correct. Because uh, the Desi will provide Storm. Okay, so the losses of the Titans with other games of the Storm, Brenko Lee and uh, Riley Jacks. Uh, I think Brenko Lee is purpose built for that fucking Storm resurgence. Yeah, season. We'll see how he went on the asphalt. I haven't heard any reports yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and and their losses. I mean, I think that they probably would have. They would have liked to have kept Billy Walters up their sleeve. However, 
one thing that they're not short of is fucking hookers. Yeah, correct. And it's even turned into that situation now where Harry Grant, he'd be, he would be shitting himself now because, you know, he was looking like probably the heir apparent. Yep. And then you get fucking superhuman comes out in the Maori yeah. versus indigenous game, plays absolute monster fucking starring game. And it's like, well, he can actually, he can act, he can go yeah. for a game. Like yeah. he doesn't have to be this impact dude. Yeah. Like he can actually be a hooker. So. And fundamentally fucking strong too. Oh. Like not one of those uh, once in a lifetime, you know, he did all of these great things and had these flashy bullshit things that came off for him. Yeah. That was a fucking quality hookers game. He's like, he's, he's a fucking, he's like a, a modern day, he's like a turtle. Like he's like, can, like he's like that sort of yeah. You because know, like look at Cameron Smith and he's, you compare like, him to a hooker of the past and you're like, he's put like him a, in a scrum and there's no you know. Yeah, he's like a millennial Roycey Simmons. Yeah, he's like cut Just from a that sort fucking of yeah. battler. Yeah. yeah. So um, look, I th- I still feel the Storm have got you know if they're going any direction they've got to go down because they're I mean they had like the minor premiership by a fucking mile last yeah, year. I it. mean it was a great regular season. Yep. Um. I just feel like yeah, extra years on so you know on you know they, they lose an extra part of the of the the big three. Cameron Smith has got to be you know. I mean, it's no real talk. This is his last year, but yeah, he's getting greedy. Do you think at at what stage does Bellamy go? Well, okay, the minor premiership and the number one seed doesn't really mean anything anymore, and I'm going to preserve the health of my guys and I'm going to rest them a bit during the season or lighten their workload. But he does that anyway and still gets the, you know, they're still in the hunt. Who does I'm saying even further? I don't know. I mean, do you, I, look, I, they, had a, they had a fantastic regular season, but yeah. I mean, I don't think it was like any sort of like fatigue or, that cost them at the end. Yeah, okay. I think there were other teams that were just, you know, I guess, I guess tapered you know, just to yeah. the to the minute, and the Raiders. I mean, they had a lot of you know, there's a lot of good fortune and things like that as well. I, you know, they're, they're going to. I, I think the Storms' min max is still the smallest range in the NRL, and yeah. So by that, I mean the difference between their best game and their worst game. Yep. And and that's what's proved the difference for them over the last couple of years. And I think that you know, again, you look at the Roosters on paper, the Roosters were a better team. Yep. Than the Storm, but. The, the range between the Roosters' best game and their worst game is far greater. And that's one of the reasons why the Storm won the minor premiership last year. So. Yeah. And, uh, does and, that get you a grand final? Who knows? Yeah. And, and, while, and while I feel the Storm are you know, going to dip a little bit, I mean, you look at their losses and really nah, yeah. nothing of consequence. Nah. Uh, the Knights, okay, they've got Jalen Bra- Jaden Braley. They need to try another hooker. Um, Shivers, obviously, they have... After that, they haven't really got a lot. I mean, like Shibasaki, I mean, he's one player that the Broncos fan base in general would have been delighted yep. to see the back of. Yep. Um, Tyrone Roberts-Davis. Yep. And, I mean, you look at their losses. SKD, yep. he's gone to England. Um, David Bura. Yeah, so you well, Nathan Ross is already retired, but Slade Griffin, obviously, had, had to, I guess he couldn't overcome that horrific uh, knee injury that he had. Yeah. Um, Ramian back to the Sharks. Uh, and uh, you know Danny Danny Levi back to back to, uh, over to Manly. Yep. Look, it's another it's another not a complete roster overhaul. I'm sure they feel as long as they've got Mitchell Pearce and Callum Ponga, they're a fucking chance. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like the, the Knights, the true Knights side, I feel like they are more like what we saw in the first sort of half, well, not the first half of the season, but after after they got moving a bit. Yep. Like just prior to Origin. Yep. I feel like they're more that than they were at the end. I want to say that the end of the season for them was, uh, you know, an absolute, you know, dog act of cow, you know, cowardice and whatever you want and you know and white anting whatever you want to call it yeah but i feel like that was a you know there was there was something going on there brownie had lost the dressing room at least with the you know some key you know and uh talented and you know senior players in, yep. the, in the side and i feel like that they were basically just fucking sabotaged from within and the end of the season as delightful as it was to watch for me personally i don't feel like that's the true night side yeah. So yeah. yeah, with that in mind, I expect them to perhaps move up to the you know to the lowest lower edges of the eight. Mm. Yes, I agree. Okay, Cowboys. Valentine Holmes, the big one from the NFL. Yes. His own Masters is a he's a decent pickup from the Tigers as well. And Reese Robson. Yeah. Is it Reese Robson or Reese Robinson? Robson. It's not a fucking typo. I don't believe so, no. Yeah. They've lost. Matt Scott, huge. Yes. Scott Bolton, huge. Yes. Un- underrated workman, you know, tradesman-like guy that was yeah. fucking did the job. Yep. Tamari Martin, unfortunately, was forced to retire with the, Fucking you know, hell, that poor with the stepdad stroke thing. Yeah. And I didn't even get to fuck Sally Fitzgibbon. Yeah, oh well. Closest I got was... Jerking off to New Zealand Surfers Weekly. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to think of the nearest buck tooth <laughs> skeletal fucking thing that I could. Uh, really, the Cowboys. I feel like the Cowboys got a lot of. I mean, like Matt Scott is a loss. You know, when when you know Matt Scott is the the fucking you know warrior origin legend. You yeah, know that he that's is. It. Um, obviously, yeah, with injuries and things like that, you know, and, and just the, you know, miles on the clock. I mean, his time was, was yeah. always going to be coming. Yep. Um, I, I think they got rid of some real fucking dead weight, like talentless fucks. I'm saying, you know, like Jordan Carhu, for example. Yeah. I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. Um, Valentine Holmes, how's he going to perform in the NRL this year? I don't think there'll be that much of a... Reverse honeymoon, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, but one thing I noticed about Holmes is I don't feel that he so drastically altered his body composition yeah. for his for his tilt at the NFL. Yeah, like Jared Hayne, fucking put on massive size. Yeah, and uh, and came back a totally different shaped and, human. And changed his gait where he ran. And yeah, the, yeah, the positions of his body and yep. yeah. I don't feel Holmes did that. I so I feel and. You know, I guess arguably, like he's younger and has more talent left, you know, yep. left in him at this stage. I mean, Jared had been, you know, I don't think he was on the verge of retirement or anything. I think he may have even hastened his demise in rugby yeah. league by yeah. doing it. But he'd certainly had a lot more miles on the clock than uh, than Valentine did at the time when he made his yeah, uh, run for the NFL. So, the, you know, that's the one thing I'm interested to see. Um, I feel like, the, you know, the, with the Cowboys, the only way for them to go is up, but, you know, then we got the Paul Green thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he is uh, he is not the most at risk coach, 
but he's in the conversation. That was, there were so many things last year about, oh, he's lost the dressing room. Yeah, just, and nothing ever really came of it. But, but then they'd come out and just put on like this two-game unbelievable fucking... Yeah. Oh, okay, they're up and up and up, and then they just drop back to where they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't feel like they'll, I don't feel like they'll challenge for the finals. I think there's a little bit too much age in there. Like when we're talking about the Broncos in terms of they don't have any sort of leadership. Um, yeah. I think when you look across there, like you know, your, your Gavin Cooper's Kyle. Oh, look, Kyle Phelps still, you know, runs around with the best of the centers. Yeah, he's, um, he's old as shit though. But yeah, they, you know, they're all a year older and a, a step yeah. slower. So. Yeah, yeah. The Eels. I feel like they're the narrative team of the season. Yes, they are. Like they, I feel like they kind of were last year too, to be honest. Yes, they were. But they, um, yeah, they couldn't get there. So here we go again. Yeah. Let's see if the media can pump up their fan. Well, the, the media successfully pumped their fans up. Yeah, unbelievably. But yeah, you know, and again, the narrative teams these days, yep, are dependent on which fan base clicks articles. Yeah, true. Or sorry, which team? So what you're saying uh, is that. Um, so what you're saying is that Eels fans, and their haters for that for that matter. Yep. Are the most gullible cunts in the uh, in in terms of uh, news bait? Yes, yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. Okay, so well, you know, some reasonable pickups for them as well. I mean, like, I, I don't think you got too much you know, hate in your heart for RCG and um, um, Ryan Madison. Oh. I mean, he fucking dogged the Tigers like a little bitch, but you know what? I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know. <laughs> anything, anything that, anything that keeps Pasco yeah. takes hours off his sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> okay, as far as losses, nothing. Cr- I mean, like, let's face it. Josh Hoffman was a fucking liability. Correct. Tim Manor was, you know, retired potentially, you know, a year later than he should have. Yeah. Um, well, last, Manu, last year, yep, was still like the the least skilled Manor brother at rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Manu Ma'u has gone to England, and uh, I mean, he's a hard cunt, but yeah, wasn't his best season last year either. No, it wasn't. So, look, I expect the Eels to be uh, around, you know, there or thereabouts again. I feel like they're highly dependent on um, Mitch Moses, who I feel is like the narrative player for the Dalian this year as well, yeah. at the same time as the Eels being the Premiership, yeah, uh, you know, the, the media favourites well, so of the Premiership. He, here's the big fucking flaw with the Dalians that becomes apparent every fucking year. The best player in a team without superstars yes. is yeah. a fucking shoo-in. Yeah. You know, which, which is why people are saying it's a two-horse race between Moses and Pierce. Mm-hmm. If you look across that Newcastle team, no one's taking points off him, really, no, except no the old clamour. three points. Yeah, but then again, if Ponga even... I mean, Ponga has to fucking basically do a run. Yeah. Doesn't have to break a tackle or do yeah. anything. Or he can throw He can throw the third last pass in a try. Yeah. Oh, uh, he cut someone out. Oh. It, it's a pass that went past the person directly next to him. I've never seen anything like it before. He's just such a special talent. Oh, well, let's do that again. <laughs> Look, I expect oh I expect the Eels to be up there. They're certainly one of the contenders. Yep. Needs to be. I mean, Gutherson has to remain healthy. Moses has to has to you know, he has to maintain that level of play and not fall into you know, his little country. Yep. I feel like he's I feel like he's losing that a bit though as well. Um to yeah. his credit. Yeah. But they've got some real fucking potatoes in that side as well, like your David Gowers, Kane Evans, Sean Lanes. Yeah. That yeah, they're just so variable. Like Will Smith, you know, Takarangi. I mean, they've got 
they've got some great like they've obviously got some great forwards. Yeah. They've got some. I, they were very talented backs. I mean, I mean obviously, you know, uh, Fergie as well. My thing is, if you're playing Parramatta, mm-hmm. if you don't run every tackle for the first seven or eight sets directly at fucking Takarangi, yeah, and then just open up a fucking highway for the rest of the game, uh, really, yeah, you you fucking you've gone to the Dean Pay School of Yeet coaching, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and obviously pass it to Sivo as well. We'll, we'll reap dividends for them more often than yes. not as well. So yeah, uh, Eels fans, uh, congratulations, you are. The premiership contenders. Anything less than a grand final is a failure. Yes, agreed. Uh, the Panthers. So they picked up Ted Ivano. So they got their own little taste of DV. They didn't have, they didn't have enough. They, 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 they wanted someone who was a professional at booting a slut to come into the side. Uh, and they got the boy Appy. They lost RCG to Eels, as we mentioned. Yes. Maloney. Now, look. You know, he had his moments last year of extremely poor fucking play, but... It was more along the lines of he had his moments of brilliance and they were all after he didn't get picked for fucking State of Origin and they all finished after he did get picked for State of Origin. <laughs> when was that... The one the one that sticks out for me last year was that game against the Knights where he was just... Like, oh, that was like round three or four yeah. and that was the game that ended... The Ponger is a six ex- experiment. Yeah, yeah. And it was when, like, Maloney single-handedly reminded fucking young blood that that's exactly what you are. Yep. Sit the fuck down and let the grown-ups play. Yep. Um, okay, so you lost some old boys in Tim Grant and, uh, and Sam McKendry. Yes. Egan Egan and Katoa, you got rid of both of them because Appy's coming through. Yeah. So Appy's going to have to go back to 80 minutes. And uh, yeah, Maloney Catalans and RCG to the Eels, and you know, RCG. I mean, he's a good player, but you know, if you got someone dragging the bottom lip, and we made the decision that getting somebody in who you know thinks that uh, a, a little bit of a love tap is better than somebody that wants children to die of fucking whooping cough. Yes. So you know, we 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 made our decision and. And I'm not proud of it, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I do hope. Where did where where did Frankie end up? I mean, he was released, but he, I haven't heard him land anywhere. Hopefully, in fucking Wuhan, watching his shit cunt human of a wife chow down on a fucking bat to prove that nothing goes wrong. You know, you know what would be funny though, if nothing went wrong. If like you know she's eating that ground up rice powder or whatever she's yeah. selling for two hundred dollars a fucking yeah. pound or whatever and 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 she's just chowing down on bats <laughs> and <laughs> and 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 no adverse effects. <laughs> yes. um, I almost want to see that happen just for the chaos. Yes, no. <laughs> um, How you yeah, feel? You, you, I think you, I feel like you're a chance at the lower lower parts of the eight this year. But I don't think you. I mean, there's. I think there's far too many quality sides that that are like head and shoulders above in terms of roster. So that, yes. you know, the, 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 to save top four, but I think you can. I think seven and eight is we, al- we almost guaranteed. We have that, that youthful exuberance like we did last year, where yep. um, where 
we'll get through and we'll win a bunch of games just based on fucking guts or a miracle play or yep. or one of those Panthers classics where it goes through 47 pairs of hands and 92 offloads yep. and, and everything's fine. Um, you, you look at Naden, and Naden's a really good personification of the issues that Penrith faced last year. He burst onto the scene and was fucking amazing. By the time it got to the end of the season... Relatives who are criminals. Correct. Much um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's like that's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon in Penrith. Guilt, guilt by association is is not a crime. Well, well, no, it's a it's like a fact. Yeah, um, but <laughs> by the end of the year, he was knocking on balls when he all he had to do was catch and put him over the line. He was making terrible reads in defence, and he was just mentally and physically fucking exhausted because he'd come in and he was running on adrenaline. Yeah, first first year in a like with a solid spot that was his every week everything was fucking rosy but then all of a sudden that caught up to him um i i think a lot of ivan's job this year is to keep these kids under control and a little bit calm uh and to to get kick out to actually come in and fucking stand up every game not so, just when he's been given a short pass 15 meters out or well see here's the thing every fucking year and by every year i mean this year and last year <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking kick out. He's going to be the best player in the competition. <clears throat> oh, he's this. He's amazing. He's fucking playing in the nines. There's nothing but fucking space in front of him. This is why yeah. I specifically didn't mention nines performances yeah. of sides when talking about it now because, honestly... Because it has nothing to do with... Nothing. ...fucking the, the regular season NRL. I mean, um, trials barely do. No, exactly. And they're actually like full sides, you know. On our day can beat anyone in the competition and fucking will. 2020 is the year of Cleary. Get it out of your system. I can't fucking listen to that shit. <laughs> Turn on your TV and have a peery. <laughs> the only thing I like about it is that Weary rhymes with Cleary and the coach has a predisposition... <laughs> Towards, towards being to, to being tired and needing to be sacked. The Dragons. Okay, they signed Isaac Luke. They brought back Merrin. Braden Williami. Uh, uh, they brought uh, back they brought Braden Williami back from fucking France. Jesus Christ. Honestly, who have they lost? Widdop. Lattimore retired. I didn't even realise that Mitchell Good was at the Dragons. There you go. A lot of them a lot of fucking released players. Lucci, he's he's one of the bigger bigger losses for them. Yep. Oh, and they've lost Lachlan Maranta to Wynnum Manly. I bet that one fucking that that stung. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So the Dragons of of all the teams I've been thinking about, you know, for this upcoming season, you are the team. Unfortunately, that I've been thinking about a lot because I feel like you can only get fucking worse this year. Yep. There's not well more 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 to the point, and you know trying to you know to to light a candle. When looking at teams, I'm trying to find reasons why they'll do better than they did last year. Yep. And for the Dragons, I couldn't not find any. Nope. So I don't I, I don't know what to tell you guys. You're going to get the fucking spoon. This is the team I think I think is the, is the spooner. Do you have anything to add to it? I mean, nope. look, you know, there's some there's you know some some positive signs like Tristan Saylor, he looks like he could be a player. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, looked he looked yeah you know, looked good towards the end, you know, the end of the season. But, I mean, yeah. once again, bring up the nines. I mean, but he he, he fucking he looked great in like those sort of open field situations. Yep. So you know, if you can provide some opportunities for him, you know, then yeah, perhaps he could be something. Mm-hmm. But you know, I remember that other fucking donkey. You know, was going to be something too. Well, he's dufty. Yeah, <laughs> he was going to be something too, based yes. on the same same That's kind it. of level of evidence. Um, I, I fear for you, Dragons fans. I think that this year. Might be the year that uh, there's some, you know, that that the, the Mars bar stops becoming a meme, and and you know something yeah. like Toblerone becomes a, you know, I mean, it's just not going to cut it. Yeah. Rabbitohs, well, they had one of the biggest signings, didn't they, with Latrell Mitchell? Yes. And um, but also one of the biggest losses with uh, Sam Burgess. Yeah, but he's kind of injured and suspended a lot too, and like I think he's one of those warrior sort of players that you were talking about, like when you're talking about Wade. He's one of those guys that he would keep playing yeah. when not 100%. And, you know, in times like that, you know, hands let him down and things like that. They lost, the, you know, a local god, you know. I don't think I don't feel like he ever really lived up to what they wanted him to be. But, you know, favourite son in John Sutton. And Greg Inglis, obviously, the fucking... You know, to be fair, was, was a star in that premiership season. I think they had more stars. I mean, I'm saying he he was he became a very he became a very good player. Yeah. In their side. Yep. But then you look at you know like Inglis and Burgess are fucking all time great yeah. players. They're generational fucking. And, and while and while injuries you know, slaughtered their final seasons, you know, for the club. Yep. There's no denying that you know they they are, are huge losses. Correct. And um, but. Having said that, the core of that side is still looking pretty good. Yeah. yeah. If I was a Souths fan, I'd be excited to get Latrell there, especially with a club when it seems like, you know, when he's getting bombarded with negative shit from the media, like around Origin time last year and, and that sort of thing. I feel like the Rabbitohs are really a club that, you know, that at, least, at least appearance-wise, I feel more than most really rallies around like indigenous players and like has like a, a you know ties to like in ties to the indigenous community and um so like I feel like that you know that'll be a good that'll be a good change for him and, I think the I mentorship think, of Wayne as well I mean Wayne, Wayne Bennett if you just look at what he did yeah James Roberts I mean I feel I mean I, I think I think Trent Robinson's a great coach as well but I but Wayne has really straightened out and forged these lifelong connections <coughs> or like you know, career long connections with players I, who have been otherwise considered I feel wayward. With Trent you know? Robinson, there needs to be a certain level of um, you need to be a certain level of self starter. Okay. And there needs to be a certain level of uh, of want yep. to, to do it. He's like, Okay, you get yourself twenty percent of the way. Yep. I'll get you sixty. And you've got to get yourself the last 20 as well. Yep, yep. Whereas Wayne, if needed be, you know, that'd be, okay, come and stay in my house and, you know, yep. look after fucking Kaiser Sose when I go out to, to fuck my gilf and <laughs> all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, James Roberts is a perfect example. You know, was, yeah. was booted out of a bunch of clubs for being a fucking loose cannon. Yep. And all of a sudden, if you, if you believe that, the stories has his life together and, and is headed in a positive direction, both on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that'll be good for the trail as well. Uh, yeah, South's are top four. Yeah, and so I mean, South, South were, were top four last season, but there were 
periods there where they they very nearly almost dropped out and they they they'd sort of built themselves into that top four you position. Remember that Origin fucked them. Yeah, and oh. you know what? Guess what? That's not going to change. They're going to no, get no, no, just no, as no. fucked this time. No, no, no. Fucking Walker came back from Origin one. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He was head fucked after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. He, he was a fucking world beater. Yeah. For the first part of the season. Yep. Um. But yeah, that that core of him, of Cook, that fucking left hand edge of theirs, and like and and Latrell at fullback. Yeah, I don't know, but he's a he's a great fucking player. I feel like I don't. I feel like he doesn't get enough fucking credit. Yeah, because of you know whatever external shit that people want to you know sort of you know focus on or whatever, yep. and um. And it's it's up to him now. You know, he's in a mm-hmm. position where he's got other people out there. Like, the guy that has the jersey that he apparently wanted, James Tedesco, is a fucking good role model in how to insert yourself into a game when needed and mm-hmm. how to, you know, impose your will, I guess, um, yep. as a back. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see the trail this season. Yeah, and I, I still like him as a centre, but fucking he's got his chance. But in an age where the centre's less and less and less impactful on a team... Yeah. Yeah, or less like just like there's less requirement for like it to be a, a specialized thing, Correct. you know, as evidenced by the New South Wales Origin side when they yeah. played All their no, are they played yeah. played zero centers in the centers, you know. That's it. Um, the Roosters, okay, so Flano Junior comes into the side, uh, you know, as promising he is as a player. I mean, he's not even a a fucking polyp on the nutsack of. Of Cooper Cronk, yeah. who who he'll have to be replacing. Yep. Um, Ted Ivano, I don't think is a huge loss for the Roosters, simply because yep. I mean you guys needed him. Yep. Yeah, I think he was kind of surplus benchy for for yep. the Roosters. Um, Mitchell, obviously, Latrell's like a, a massive loss for them. I mean, any fan base or you know that tries to to yeah. you know paper over that and and say otherwise are yeah. fucking delusional, but. You know, the Roosters have got this nucleus of a fucking side that's, you know, won back-to-back premierships. I think they're fine. I think they're going to be fine. I don't think... I don't know if they're going to be uh, doing the three-peat thing. Let's face it, doing back-to-back is hard enough in this yeah. in this modern age. That's it hasn't it. been done for, you know, for fucking ever. So... Um, I believe the, the Roosters, <clears throat> excuse me, live and die on Luke Keary's fucking concussions. Yeah, and also, and also, how well if Flano if Flano Junior is to be the seven, how he slides into that entire system? Yeah, and that really well that that's my point. If you've got a healthy Kiri, mm-hmm. he's enough of an offensive threat on his own to take a lot of pressure off Flano Junior. Like, there's yep. nothing worse for a young half than going in and all of a sudden you're the guy. It's your yeah. team. You're the organizer. You're the focal point, especially attack. when you're going into a back-to-back premiership side, yeah. and then you're you you weren't there, yeah, and you go in there thinking that you have to start calling the that's it, yeah, you know, that like, takes some big nuts. How many times last year did you make the comment that DCE is such a better player when he's just got someone there to put the yep. defense in two minds? Yep, yeah, because exactly. Whenever he's just the guy, yep, then defense no, okay, exactly. We rush, we rush him. He's always going to be the fifth tackle option. Yeah, you know, nine times out of ten he will be. Yep. Um, so I think Kiri stays healthy and it allows Flano some breathing room. And just look at all the key parts that the Roosters still have, like SST, fucking Letters. Yep. Obviously, Teddy, had, you know, phenomenal season last year. Yep. Um, Radley, Cry. Oh, Joey Manu came on, like, magnificently. Yeah. Yep. B-Moz, J-Moz. 
They're old as fuck, though. Like, BMOS like, was one of one of the most surprising seasons of any player last year, I reckon. Yeah, but the other thing is, I, th- I think that's also to do with the fact that the Roosters go, okay, we've we got to spread enough talent here yeah. so that when JMOS needs to do shit, mm. he can do that shit really well, but that's all he needs to fucking do. Yeah. I just feel like BMOS has exceeded all of my expectations. I mean, obviously, he's a great player, but he's... Fuck, he's you know he's coming to the end. He but, is, but look around the league, yeah, right? you know, and and especially in those types of positions, yeah, you know Jennings, yeah, sure, he's not the Michael Jennings that was fucking scoring a million tries a season and yeah, true that, but he is a fucking serviceable yeah player in his position. Kyle Felt, again, he's not the fucking young superstar. Oh my god, it's like we've got an extra forward on the field. Felt. Yeah, yeah. But he's still more than serviceable and he'd start in most other teams that he went to. So I think that's a, a good acquisition for the Roosters with the Mozzers. Okay, Roosters, tough ass to get the premiership again, but oh, they're a top four side. Yep. No doubt about it. The Warriors, their biggest signing is Wade Egan well, in a side that really needed some fucking help. Yeah. Let's let's be realistic. Yeah. I mean, and they lose guys that are like Isaac Luke is coming to the end. Yes. There's no doubt about it. But there's just certain toughness and attitude and that a motivated if, Isaac Luke brings to well, a side. What a fucking loss for a club that's bringing in a, what is a, essentially a rookie hooker. Yeah. To not have well, you know, fucking game share. Give give Luke twenty thirty minutes a game. Yep. And fucking game share with him. Yep. Um, although I think Luke had already gone by the time they bought Egan, so that's probably yeah. But I mean, that's their, but that's that's still. I mean, they could have yeah, enticed him more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you look at the. You, I mean, they've got some you know, great and promising players. I mean, remember two years ago, like we were, we were stunned at the the way that the defense improved. You know, with you know, some of these guys. Well, remember it was um, yeah, it was and like Mal Malo and yeah, you know, like when they used to be like an absolute fucking highway. Yeah down there and they actually they, they started it, defending it was it was year before last that it was them and the dragons that were one and two for like the whole first half of the season yeah yeah they were a force and last year was just like such a massive step back for the for the warriors they didn't recover from the loss of johnson yeah and i and i you know i don't think this year is going to be any better for them no. and I, i've seen a lot of people putting them down as the as the spooners yeah. I don't know if they're the Spoons. I still feel like the Dragons have probably got them in that respect. But they're, you know, and like the Titans, if they don't fire under Holbrook, oh, they're definitely in a conversation, those three sides. Yep. Uh, unfortunately. And uh, and Blake Ashford retired. Uh, rest in peace to one of the greatest. What did I see today? Wusatu has been moved into the centres. Is that true? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. He's not like their only fucking highlight player. Yeah. Not that highlights win your games, but fucking tries do, and he scores a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. out there jumping. Yeah. Yep, yeah, well. he does. I mean, I guess he can still still do that. You know, just you know, he's got the number on the back. He can still you know swing around. So, I don't know the Tigers. Ninth. Okay, so yeah, ninth, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, they lost, they lost a, a fucking handbrake in Robbie Farah. Let's be real, um, a, a white ant in Ryan Madison. Uh, Mai Fanua, uh, lazy uh, fucking cult hero, ran off to fucking ran off to England after after yeah he realised that Frogmore was right about the Josh Reynolds stuff. 
And um, yeah. look, the West Tigers once again are a side so full of promise. Um, getting both Lay Lewis is promise is, of ninth. Yeah, but getting both Lay Lewis is fucking great. I mean, is it though? Joey Lay Lua. Do you, do the Lay Lua brothers do well in an environment where is it? It is apparent to them from day one that they get what they want. So their best is not required from yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, okay, and and I mean, there's kind of the the, the weirdness with um with uh, Dwayne as well. Like, what? Where is he? Is his position going to settle yeah. down? I think is he in? The, I think he's in centers this week or something. I Who think. I don't know, but um, they're just there's just this this core base of like the West Tigers that you think well fuck they could actually fucking do something they really could but where's that core because I'm looking at the team like Luke Brooks he has some great games in him over the course of a season he does and like more often than not I think I feel I, th- I think yeah. he's like you know Cheekham has some fucking game winning moments last year yeah, he, yeah he had, but he's he's solid but he had the, but the moments of what are people going to remember That's last it. year yeah um you know, Robert Jennings hasn't reached any great heights. No. Chris Lawrence, what the fuck are you? Like I, thought he, I thought he died. Um, I'll be honest. Jacob Little's in, injured. <laughs> Always. Permanently. Fucking hell. <laughs> Poor cunt. Um, Benji's a thousand. Yeah, still great though. I'm oh, not going to yeah. hear a bad word about oh, Benji Marshall. I will. I'm over my fucking Benji goodwill. What'd he do? Why? He plays for the Tigers. Okay, fair enough. Um, like his resurgence at the Broncos... I got over the fact that he played for the Broncos for that resurgence. Yeah, okay. Right? Um, yeah, now he's just another fucking Tigers player. Nofaluma, Packer, Reynolds. Now I'm, now, well, now I'm looking at him like thinking, what's, the, what's, what's, what's doing with the pack? Who are they going to yeah, fucking dominate? That's it. I, I, really, I like Garner as a player, but yeah. Hmm. You're giving, me, you're giving me pause there. Like, I think ninth. Yeah. They'll, they'll be knocking at the eight. And they're definitely not in the conversation for one of these teams like, you know, the like the Spoon no, or anything. No, no, no. So I think they'll finish it. Yeah. A nice round ninth. And uh, shout out to Robbie Rochow, one of our boys retiring. Rochow. That's it. That's the fucking games. That's, That's it. That's the teams. So I guess we can kind of move on and actually talk about what really matters. And uh, that's week one. Round one, let's go. Thursday night, the Eels take on the Bulldogs at Wankbest Stadium. Eels. Obviously, Sibo uh, has been cleared to play. So I saw someone tweet, and I cannot fucking remember, for the life of me remember who, but there is some statistic about season opening games or something featuring the Dogs and the Eels. And the dogs are like five and one with a aggregate scoreline of, you know, a hundred and something to not many. That's okay. not going to happen. No, <laughs> that is not going to happen on this occasion. No, I, because the dogs don't start playing until the season's over and uh, the season's just begun. And then they stand down their best player. So, yes. yeah, I don't know what to expect from the dogs this year, but whatever that we whatever we could ever expect for them this year. They're not going to show it in this game. No. Too much bullshit going on now. Correct. Okay. The Raiders taking on the Titans. 
in Canberra. Canberra and Canberra's by no means a fucking thing yet, with all that global warming going on. However, Canberra in 2019 were grand finalists, and the Titans were fucking spooners. So, so that is a Canberra. thing. That is a thing until further notice. Now, um, Put your house on it. Curtis Scott's playing, making his debut for the club. Um, George Williams comes straight back in to replace Aiden Caesar in the halfback position. Yep. Uh, Bateman's injured for a little while longer, so Horsberg comes in there. Now, Titans, is there anything remarkable? No. I don't see it. Peachy will do peachy things. Um, I am I am hopeful just because I like to, to, you know, I like the best for people who haven't wronged me. And Ash Taylor's one of those people. So I'd like to see really? him actually... Oh, he hasn't done nothing to me. Fucking false claim in a rookie of the year. Fuck him. Oof. Like the Jimmy Barnes of the NRL. <laughs> a little Jimmy Barnes talk tonight. The Canberra. Canberra yes. by plenty, I'm sure. The Cowboys take on the Broncos uh, at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. We're going to need a name for that one. New stadium up there in North Queensland. Uh, spectacular. And the thing I love about this fucking stadium is the statue of JT. And you could have your statues like, you know, with like Wally Wanker holding a shield above his head or, you know, whatever, you know, outside Lang Park yep. or Suncorp, sorry. Yep. The statue pose for this Thurston statue yes. is him kicking the fucking field goal. The only way it could possibly be better is if the statue was Ben Hunt dropping the ball. <laughs> I mean, 10 out of 10 trolling. Um, I, and, uh, you know, I'd love to see the Cowboys have a successful opening for their new stadium. Yes. I don't have a great deal of confidence in the Cowboys this year, but the Broncos march to the bottom. Look, begins this week. We spoke about it before, but you look at that Cowboys team. Yeah. You still have Morgan. You know, albeit a fresh one, but you have Val Holmes. Yep. You've got JT, who's yep. a, the only successful fucking example of a 10-year deal. Um, Cohen Hess has apparently shed a bunch of weight and he's back on. Didn't he drop the so, fuck off last year, though? Yeah. Yeah. So I would uh, hope he has... Uh, they got the murderous Francis Molo in the on the bench. Maybe he saw Jojo Rabbit and was inspired. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm pulling for the Cowboys. Cowboys. I d- look. I don't. I, I'm very interested to see what the Broncos actually show us. Yeah. Because this this fucking bench with Isako and McCulloch on it. Oof. Like I didn't didn't Turpin not show us enough. I understand that like McCulloch is like a, a modern day kind of beloved guy, you know, like he's been there for a long time. He's like Jake Friend before Cooper Cronk got his hands on him. Yeah. So is it's like his, a government worker. So so is Brody Croft the person that's gonna going to Benjamin button him back into quality? Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe they just saw what Cooper Cronk did with Jake Friend and they thought we'll just get the other Melbourne guy over again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. No, no. Um Cowboys, only because I want it to happen. Yes. The Knights versus the Warriors in Newcastle. <sighs> Knights. Knights yes. first up. Knights in Newcastle, when they were tanking poor old Brownie, yes. they kind of fucked themselves up in in Newcastle as well, which is yeah. pretty disrespectful to a fan base that had to sit through some terrible fucking seasons. So, you know. Yeah, they did. Now they're happy with their coach, you know, presumably, for now. Better fucking win. They better win, and I think they will. Perinara for that game too. Suck shit. 
Uh, the Rabbits take on the Sharks. This one's taking place on Saturday, Arvo. Um, good game to start of the season. I mean, you can, you know, it's so hard to, it's so hard to say what's going to happen in round one. I'd like to see the, the Rabbits win. I'd like to see uh, Latrell have a fantastic game. Yes. And, uh, and just put an exclamation mark on all that fucking drama over the off-season that once manufactured by the media as well. Correct. Cunts. Um, what else we got here? The Panthers take on the Roosters. Tough first up. It Saturday is. night out there at Panthers. And I think the Roosters had a very good off-season with things like the World Club Challenge. Um, that they'll come into this fully rested and prepared. So I think the Roosters will take this one. How very realistic and philosophical of you. I told you, I returned from the dead. Interested in seeing... I, I now Flano. see the, the folly of hubris. <laughs> is, that, is that what gave you a stroke, is it? Yes. It wasn't pharmaceuticals. I hubrised too much. <laughs> the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Storm at Brookie on Sunday afternoon. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Desi Mind Games. I mean, with both Turbos named and Fanua Blake, considering we were told to expect Jake and, and Fanua Blake around round four or something, unless Desi has found whatever the next thing from you know, Calf's blood is, then um, I'm not sure. But hey, looking like a good side against a Storm side that are just that just rocked. By uh, having no Brandon Smith. <laughs> <laughs> their best hooker and potentially greatest hooker in the history of their franchise. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's difficult. This, with this is the hardest pick of the round, I think. Flip a coin. Yeah, and you know what? It's just, I, I, I feel like, I mean, these, these te- this, this team that Desi has named has fucking thrown a spanner in what I thought because I would, like, my whole preseason expectations on Manly were. We're going to do nothing for the first four weeks. Then guys are starting to start coming back, and then they're going to build and you know whatever. But now when he's naming you know a reasonably full side in round one, I still expect Tom to back it to to drop out, and then you know like probably Elliot to go in. But um, you know we'll see. I mean, if they run out like that though, fucking great chance to open at home as well. Great chance to open with a win. In fact, almost certain too. Although we do have Matt Chichen as referee. Fuck. Dragons take on the West Tigers. Early Sunday evening at oh, Win. I actually think the Tigers can sneak an upset here. Well, I mean, I don't feel like it is an upset, though. That's the thing. I feel like the Dragons are close to... Sp- in the uh, first couple of rounds that home teams... Uh, yeah, and they are the March traditional March, April, yeah. May-ish premiers, aren't they? That's it. And the Tigers are the Tigers. No, Tigers are going to win this one. Yep. The uh, the match system is finally going to take take effect on them, and it's the first game of the season, so no burnout. Correct. Tigers, absolute morals to win that one. Right, I think you just had another stroke. <laughs> You're going to have to be more clear 
in the difference between like <laughs> a, a, a loud sorry. yawn, whingy yawn, or like you know, you know, fully frittatering yourself. And I mean, I don't want, I I don't want the difference between the two to be that you shit yourself in one of them. <laughs> I don't want to find out that no. way. <laughs> You're an uncontrollable hard on. So that brings us to the mailbag. <laughs> Um, I put a call out on the on the Facebook group just bef- a couple of hours before we recorded just to say, look, is there anything you want us to address on the show? I mean, we obviously had our notes set what we were going to talk about, but I just wanted to give people a chance of anything else. And so I've just uh, I've pulled out, uh, I guess, unique ones and, you know, tried to avoid the doubles. And uh, this is what I've come up with. So Graham ha- asks, uh, I'd like to hear Jay still defend his call of CHN is uh, better than Kikau. Because when CHN goes in and out of things repeatedly, it's not a football game. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, look, I am a massive kick-out fan. 100% massive kick-out fan. I feel that CHN is dialed in on a game far more reliably. Uh, and, and it's one of those players that will pop up and look for the ball when when a game's getting down to crunch time, whereas kick out to me seems very much a sit back and uh, try and be a flat track bully. Again, not taking away anything from kick out. Fucking love him to death. Um, had a soft spot for CHN until it turned out he's a fucking member of the Dennis Ferguson fan club. <laughs> Daniel says, uh, let's speak about Talis versus Lodge. And the holes Talos would punch through him. I got no love for the fucking mouthpiece Gordon Talos. But, you know what, Matt Lodge? The reason that Gordon Talos said that th- that stuff on television and not to your face is because one of his fucking jobs is to say things on television. If he didn't have a role in the media and he was talking to people behind your back just fucking privately in the club, mm-hmm. then you would have the right to go to him and say, why didn't you say that's my face? But when he's paid to fucking comment on things rugby league, especially including his old club. Yeah. Fucking hell. And look, I mean, don't ever, don't ever get it, twi- don't get it twisted. Like, if you can, you know, drag fucking Brett Hodgson over a sideline for 15 minutes, yeah. it should be a penalty. That doesn't mean you can fucking fight neither. True. And I mean, I've seen that video of, of Lodge and and at least when he's drunk, he can't throw him either. Yeah. It'd be a fucking cripple fight. Yeah, that's it. It'd be, it'd be just, it'd be, it'd be, the, you know, drunk cunts at the pub throwing haymaker but sort you, of fight. You could legit put the chicken dance music behind it and it wouldn't look out of place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Put the curb music behind it. That wouldn't that be throwing fucking haymakers at each other? <laughs> uh, Nathan says, "How long until Corey Oates gets coronavirus? I don't think he'll ever get it unless you can get it off dirty vaginas, <laughs> or by snorting substances off toilet seats in Papua New Guinea and sporting facilities." <laughs> Lachlan said uh, I'd like to hear if you guys listen to any other podcast during the break slash listen to any others in general sir I do I've got recommendations coming out of the Arnus for you um, first and foremost my number one podcast that I probably listen to the most 
Well, I've got a couple that are on the weekly rotation that I listen to regardless of, you know, guests and things like that. And the ones that I listen to regardless of guests are Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, which um, didn't start that long ago. It was probably like about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it's fucking funny. And uh, especially if you're, fan, if you're a fan of Conan, and he's a fan of comedy. It's fucking great, and it's one. And it's, just before anyone wastes their fucking time, it's not the good Conan with fucking swords and wizards and you know bikini chicks. Given it's given it's given like, it's called Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and not Conan yeah. the Barbarian needs a lamentation of the women. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think that's fairly clear. I know which one I would fucking listen to. This one, it's uh, it's it's fucking hilarious, and it's. It's and it's a great podcast. Well, like when you listen to it from the start, it's one of those ones where like they clearly have an idea of what the podcast was going to be, and then it kind of changes a bit. And like the you know the people who are there in a supporting role, like the producer and stuff, they actually get dragged into it more, just like organically. You're like watching yep. it develop and everything. It's fucking hilarious. Yep. Um, also, the Jezelnik and Rosenthal Jan- Vanity Project. Yes. You don't say yes. You listen to it, do you? No. So you went, oh okay because if you listen to it, you would have went. JRVP, JRVP. You, know, you could see you don't know how to do it. Yeah, no. Je- I love, Je- I love, Je- I love Jeselnik. He's my boy. Jeselnik's like a poor man's Jimmy Carr. We've had this totally, before. totally different. Jimmy Carr is is is, is set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. Like, rapid, Jez- like rapid, all Jeselnik. Is. No, yeah, no. Is. Jimmy Carr is like a rapid fire, and I fucking like. Don't get me wrong, I love Jimmy Carr as well. I mean, it's definitely not a fucking either or proposition, but um. Jeselnik Rosenthal, that's that's probably uh, that's another one I listen to like on release day. Then other than that, I've got like you know I listen to other ones periodically, just depending on how, you know if I if I feel like it. Like Bill Burr, I listen to his not religiously all the time because it's nine times out of ten or ninety nine times out of hundred, it's just him talking about shit by himself. Yep. Um, I'll listen to Marin uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Depending on the guest, if it's someone I feel like listening to, Rogan, I'll listen to if it's a, you know, if it's a, a guest that I that I want to listen to. That's about it, though. Really, yep. Getting better with Ron Funches, depending on the guest as well. Mm. That's about it. But uh, yeah, and otherwise, the other two are the ones that I listen to, like week in, week out. I can't recommend any sports ones because I just I don't listen to them, unfortunately. What do you got? Um. Oh, just for. Uh you know, keeping keeping shit tight. I'm looking for ones that you haven't mentioned. Um, I'm a massive Stephen Fry fan. Okay. And he's done a series called The Seven Deadly Sins, where he's gone through and spoken about each of the classic. Is it is it a sins. is it a podcast or is it something that's rep- repurposed the no, audio? It's, for the it's a podcast, podcast, but it's yeah. just it's his it's his musings and uh, and thoughts on. Okay. You know. Um, is lust bad? Is pride bad? Is okay. all of these things? So there's only seven episodes. I'm or playing it? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Um, what else have I got on there? Um, ah, uh, like Freakonomics. Uh, there's another one called Planet Money that I listen to. Um, there's another one called Hardcore History. Yeah, which is fucking good. Um. Not you said that one. You said that one. I stay away from true crime because, you know. Yeah, I got burned yeah. the last one of those that I was listening to. They fucking they sold it as one thing, and it was something completely different. Yeah, it yeah. shit me off. I'm not even going to fucking mention his name because fuck it. 
<laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, there's one called Evolution Talk that I really like. Uh, and there's a BBC one called In Our Time Science. which uh, You have a lot of fucking time to listen to. I spend a lot of time in the car. Yeah. I literally spend like school runs. That's like one hour podcast. Like yeah. Conan and, and Jeselnik yeah. are perfect because I can get like, get through them over the course of a day. That's it. But um, excellent. So yeah, and we are very happy to hear if you if you've got a podcast to listen one. to. Yeah, give us some good shit to listen to because there are always times when I like have nothing. Like I've listened to the episodes, latest episodes, the ones I actually religiously follow. Yep. And I don't feel like listening to any of the other ones that are fucking sat there. Yep. Um. Simon Brady says, uh, the rise of all of all the fucked up TikTok shit players are doing. Well, funny you mentioned that. Because over the off-season, something that hasn't been mentioned on the show to this point is that Stepdad became a fucking acolyte of, of TikTok. <laughs> I am a fucking high priest in the church of TikToks, bitches. Oh, my God. To the I point that he's signing us up for TikTok. Love it. There is now a This Week in League TikTok. Now, I won't be doing... <laughs> the content, who fucking knows? Like the, won't be me. Did you see the bad NRL stuff that he's talking about? I, t- I want to say I saw one, but I, maybe Kalen Ponga something. Um, so, months ago. This is a couple of months ago, though. So let me just search. NRL... Um, see, Chad Townsend's on there, and anything to do with Chad Townsend is fucking AIDS. AIDS. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's uh, the Fox and Fergie Ferg. Okay, this is... this is um... Oh, that's fucking stupid. So that's their fucking Doof Doof MDMA festival thing? Yeah, okay. Um... That's like really like that's singularly unentertaining though. Yeah. They just like think like pulling a pulling a stupid face and Yeah, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, so Simon, to answer your question. So that, or that your stuff statement, is absolutely fucking it, it's stupid. Um and I'm glad that the Chinese government is harvesting their fucking facial recognition data and fingerprints and the rest of it. We will be fucking TikTok famous. Oh God! I look forward to that. Look forward to that, everybody, because I'll believe me. I'll get an invitation to the fucking first annual TikTok awards ceremony, and there will be nothing but bouncy booby hoes. <laughs> yeah, butter faces with titties. Um, yeah, look great, great. I look forward to it. I can't wait to think about what what content that uh, we're going to be pumping out on that channel as I'm talking as I'm talking I realise that by being on TikTok I'm pretty much a digital Haruira Nara (laughs) 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 fuck Mario says is Ponga no longer the most overrated given the unwarranted Brody Croft type Look, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I haven't seen any fucking Brody Croft type. In There's fact, not. I've seen anti-hype because I've seen even Broncos fans like, yeah. fuck is this guy? And like, DCE he's not going to do nothing for us. still the most overrated player in the game based on his representative efforts. Absolutely a fucking ridiculous statement. And uh, and completely what I would expect from someone with a with, who suffered a brain injury event. Mitch says... 
like the Oscars, I propose an in-memoriam section where we pay tribute to those from the rugby league community that died during the off-season. Ray Preston, Newtown try-scoring legend. Bob Smithies won the 69 grand final with the Tigers. Hugh Waddell, great Britain and Manly player in the late 80s, played in, a, played in the first Lions victory on Australian soil. Ken McCracken, New Zealand winger, scored the winning try for the Kiwis to beat the Kangaroos in 1963, father of Kiwi player Jordan McCracken. Mike McLennan, fullback for New Zealand and coach for St. Helens and Tonga in the early 90s. His son Brian also coached the Warriors in New Zealand. Hugh Hazard, club doctor for Australia and chief medical officer of the NRL till 2010. Wait, that's fucking stretching it a bit, okay? The author of the first rugby league anti-doping policy for the New South Wales Rugby League, the first professional sporting yeah. body in the world to wait, introduce a testing wait. regime. Let, let's pretend that we're like the Oscars and people only care about the awards that actually have movie stars in them. And then his punchline, Buzz Rothfield's credibility. Again, 11th year in a row. Oh, you just wrecked a fucking yeah. meaningful tweet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Read yeah. the room. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Memberships, 2020. We love our members. We love doing the memberships every year. Um, for new listeners and the uninitiated, for about the last six years or so, we've done uh, memberships that have uh, provided apparel and merch and things like that that we're extremely proud of that also helps us fund the various expenses we have for the show, like equipment, hosting fees, uh, deposits for venues, for meetups, cocaine, etc. The cost of membership's gone up and down over the years, depending on the cost of uh, the apparel included. And... Um, you know, we understand their times are tough and, you know, people can't always get on board when they want to. So with that in mind, uh, we've uh, shaken things up in 2020 and uh, things are going to be more accessible this year for uh, everyone that listens to the show. And we now have three options for membership. Option one is the classic Twill Nation membership with merch stickers. And members now, just to put up. it out there yes. before you even get into it. Yeah, I may be, you may be saying something I'm going to say later, but go ahead. No, go for it. Go, no, go ahead. I was going to say, but before we get into membership stuff, if you just want to listen to the show. Go for it. The, the, the show is free. It, it won't change and it will and, and, and it will always remain so. That's it. So nothing's changed. On that front at all, exactly. We've got. And some- we still we still do the the meetups on Grand Final Day, and the and you know we'll get together on Magic Weekend. Yep, and that's for all listeners, whether members or not. That's it. Um, these are some options for people who want to contribute to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, take it away. Okay, so uh, option one's the classic membership that we uh, usually do, the classic Twill Nation membership. So that's where you get some merch and uh, some stickers, and, uh, and we've got our members meet up on the night before the grand final as well that is exclusive for the members. Um, this year, we're mixing it up again. Uh, we try and do different things every year. Um, this year, we're doing a cooler uh, that will hold uh, six cans or 48 minibar-sized Patrons or Fireballs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's awesome quality, insulated, um, you know, sturdy zip and everything like that. We've gone the premium, most premium one that we can grab. Um, it looks awesome. It's going to be black with, you know, the, some logo gear on it. Um, secondly, we've gone with a drink bottle, uh, a water bottle, not a hip flask. <laughs> uh, and uh, we go with the stickers as always, meet up in Sydney. Plus, we're giving you 10% off everything else in the store that we produce this year. And what we do want to add to that is there was an idea this year that was a fucking cracker one, and we both loved it. Yes. To get some little mini footies the memberships pack we were actually set that we were going to do the mini footy this year because a number of people asked us for us but because of the coronavirus production places have been giving us lead times of like fucking eight weeks 
Yeah, before um, before we, they can even order them, not before they would land. Well, this is the thing so. they get. They, these, from what I from what I understand, the places don't even hold stock of them. They they're all over in China, yeah. and they actually get them printed over there and manufactured over there. Yes, and then shipped over in you know in containers or whatever. Yes, to the Australia. way you understand it is correct, and it is just. Fucking eight weeks is just unacceptable because we try and we you know, we're working yeah. with places that are doing like you know five to ten business days max. Yes. You know, so um, so this year, uh, it's uh, we brought the price down as well, um, and it's thirty nine ninety nine for the classic membership, which is the cheapest in years. Option two, brand new for this year, and uh, if it's successful, we'll keep doing it. Uh, digital subscription, three dollars ninety nine AUD per month, but. Just want to be super clear, just to build on what stepdad said before. Um, we're never going to ask listeners to pay for something that we're giving away for free to, uh, otherwise. So what the subscription entitles you to is actually five new episodes each month. So each week, there's going to be a uh, like AMA, Ask Me Anything, Q&A, whatever comes up, story time, whatever episode, where we'll throw the floor open to you guys. What do you want us to talk about? And uh, we'll basically be recording that after we record our regular episode, and that will be available exclusive to. So the that that will be in addition, in addition to, to the, the normal free content that correct. we put out. Also, once a month, we'll be doing a game companion podcast, where uh, basically stole the idea off Rogan, where what he does for UFCs where he's not working at the show is he sort of just gets a bunch of friends around and they just shoot the shit while the fights are on. And those talk about anything and everything that comes up whilst, you know, addressing what's happening, happening in the fights as well. So it's basically, we'll do the same thing for a Sunday game. TBA will basically pick one every month. Yep. And it might, they, they won't necessarily be spaced apart, you know, four weeks apart. It'll be like one per month and we'll just sort of have a look at the draw and everything and see what works as try far pick, as... Try and pick a good game. Try and pick yeah, one yeah, when, and when just, we're both free. And, and just, you know, just you yeah, take into account things like, you know, child custody times and, Correct. you know, and, and, you know, family, whatever, you know, things we've got to get done. And so basically, rather than... We, we've had to... We've struggled with the idea. People have wanted to have us calling games and things like that for years. And we struggle with... There's like a... If, if anyone follows, like, watches games on the NRL app whilst they're on Twitter on a computer or, you know, watching, you know, something through uh, a streaming service while it's happening live, you find that there's, you know, sort of eight to 10 seconds delay, which makes it really difficult when you're calling a game to remain. A lot happens in that fucking eight to 10 seconds. I mean, that's like, you know, two tackles or try, you know, whatever. So, so instead what we'll do is the conversational game companion where we're talking about the game while it's on and talking about any other shit that comes up as well. And then it's not, so much a matter of being play by play and you have to and you know you this 10 second lag is going to kill it you know yep so that's what we're doing um so five five extra episodes per month for the uh the members who take us up 3.99 per month option three is a combination of both of those so you get all the merch you get the digital content but for people who take up take us up on the uh, deluxe option you get the digital content for half price so it's basically you pay for the membership up front and then it's a dollar 99 per month ongoing for the digital content and uh finally this is the thing we're most fucking excited about and just year. before you get into that yes the good thing about the digital content is yep. if we get enough support for that mm-hmm. then that makes it viable <clears throat> for us to do those five additional episodes mm-hmm. um, after the season ends. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, exactly. So as long as we have support for that, we'll keep putting content out when there's, you know, internationals, um, 
rape cases. Fucking nothing. Yeah. Even, you know, even nothing, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, people have often said they want us to go year round. And obviously there's this times where it's just when you're covering, when it's just about rugby league, you know, that's it. You, there's times you just can't, you just can't do it. I mean, you know, not unless you want to, you know, be pumping out 15 minute episodes Correct. or something, but you know, we're prepared to go year round on this content if it works out. Um, the last thing, and this is for the fucking true ballers. This in, is in Twill Nation. This is my favorite fucking thing. I've written, I've, I've written down the story in the product listing on the website for this, but I'll say it again now. We're sitting on the plane, looking at Facebook. In the Twill in the Twill Nation group, flying down to the grand final, and then someone posted something which I'm not going to highlight because it'll give it away. Yep. A discussion ensued, <clears throat> and we were like, "This is the greatest fucking idea for a shirt." And then we started adding layers to it and everything until it was like fucking solid. And then we're like, "Okay, so what we're doing? We're going to produce this shirt." But instead of making it a part of the membership package by default and just putting it out there... Which is not what it deserves. No, no. It deserves something special. So this shirt, you'll see it listed on the website, is the... I think you, you've just got to fucking trust this shirt. So this is... It's, it's so great. We can't tell you what it is. It's the most on-brand twill shirt ever created. It's not offensive enough that it can get you into trouble, a la Mr. Wars's hat at Magic Round last yeah, weekend. Yeah, look, I mean, the, yeah, while we can't tell you what it is, I can give you some assurances that it doesn't contain profanity. It doesn't contain sexual imagery. It won't get you arrested. Um, I probably wouldn't wear it to work. But other than that, you, you're covered. And, yes. and you know what? Probably depends on your workplace. Yeah, that's to be, it. To be honest. The only text on it is hashtag Twill Nation. Okay. Um, so you're going to have to fucking trust us. It's 40 bucks straight up. If you're not a member, if you sign up to become a member, you'll get a member's discount. You'll get 10% on everything, but you'll also get this one for 30 if you're a 2020 member. So I would advise to, um, to, if you're going to sign up for the membership, sign up for the membership, then go back and get it. You'll save 10 bucks. Yep. Okay. Once they go into production, they're gone. The window is open now. And this is another thing. I mean, we tried to, we, we tried to help people out this year as well. Like if you're grabbing a classic membership only, We've got it set up so you can split that over three payments if you want to. There's too much fucking. There's too much fuckery going on with like the deluxe plan with the membership plus the recurring bills to get. I can't. I can't get well, to fucking do the payment plan. Don't probably. buy something called fucking deluxe and then come and whinge to me about money. Yeah. Well, this 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 is true. Fucking broke. So uh, all merch goes after the final payments. Um, hats. You guys have been asking for them. In fact, when I put the thread up to say, what do you want to talk about this episode? Two people asked about hats. So guess what? We should have done this. We were supposed to do this probably after Origin, like just after the financial year last year. But Um, fucking, I don't know what coronavirus happened. Yeah, like, well, you know, the the foreshadowing, the the spiritual foreshadowing of coronavirus happened, which prevented us from doing it. That's it. Uh, So... We did the we did the the questionnaire up there. What sort of brims do you want? Blah blah blah. There was a lot of support for flat brims and curved brims, so we're doing both of them. Okay, so twenty twenty, we don't kink shame. They're up on they're up on the site now for pre order. Once we hit the uh, the the numbers we need to deploy them, we're going to do it. And that's something else we're going to we've change our strategy this year. In the past, we've been very yeah you know, attempted to be inclusive of like stragglers. 
for merch and things like that and for memberships where it's like, you know, we keep the window open for weeks and weeks to try and get, you know, everybody who wants them who or who has said who wants them the opportunity to get on board. Yeah. We're not doing that this year. This year we've got so many ideas for merch and stuff and just things that people have been asking for for years. Yep. This year we're going to pump them out. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be a pre-order window and if you don't get in, then there's a highly highly likely chance you will not get it. It's, we're going to like, go into production. We're not going to have a, a yeah. bunch of shit. And- for, for former first lady of Twill, we've got yep. a shirt that says DCE is an overrated pencil neck, socially awkward fucktard. That's and, actually not happening. And so she'll get in and get that day one. Yeah, that's actually not happening. And wear it, um, you know, while she sings the theme from the Crying Game. The point is, if you snooze on anything this year. Be it be it uh, the you know the, the memberships that, that contain merch, or any of the things like the hats and you know other shirts and things like that, we're going to plan to release over the course of the season. You'll definitely lose. Um, hopefully, all that makes sense. Uh, it's all on the website now. If you head to thisweekinleague.com, yeah. hit you, shop. If you just want the merch and the free content, get the membership classic. Correct. If you just want the digital content, get the digital membership. That's the five extra episodes a month. Yep. If you want the classic membership. And the digital content, you get discounts. Go nuts and click that one. Exactly. Not fucking hard. Super easy. And last year we got burned by holding memberships for people as well. It was like, you know, oh, you know, can you sort us out one and you know, I'll you know, I'll pay you after and everything like that. That ain't happening this year. Don't want to hold extra stock. I've got no fucking room in my place as it is at the moment with other businesses. So we're going to be ordering pretty much what we need for for uh, everything we release this year. And uh, FOMO's a bitch. If you don't want That's to suffer it. from it, then... Get these fucking get- shirts because I want them for Magic Round. I fucking want them for Magic yeah, Round. Yeah, and, and, and based on past, you know, with our supply for the shirts, you know, it usually takes about two weeks to turn it around. That's so, it. So I'm, I'm, I'll leave this some bitch open for like probably three to four weeks max. Yep. And then, then that's it because I'm I'm wearing that motherfucker on Saturday at Magic Round. Yes, I'll tell you right now. Yes, so uh, that's it. Full time for episode three four one. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, interact with us on Twitter on at TWI League. Get on the Facebook group. Get on the Facebook page. And in fact, if you are on the Facebook page, it's facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. There's a shop now button on there, which will take you directly to the new store and. In fact, when I enabled it about half an hour before we started recording, some sneaky bastards already found it, and we had about four or five memberships signed up before it actually announced it was even a thing. So um, shout out to yeah, the boys. Like, Trotters is the official number one member this year, and I'm so happy that we've got a number one member who, you know, he's not like a you know Tony Abbott or like a child molestation apologist. or Who's the Penrith number one member? MG. Fucking... Fantastic human. So fucking, you know, former drug abuser. Yeah. A man that rebuilt his shattered life. A fucking inspirational <laughs> role model. No, we got fucking tr- the, we got like, trotters. Like a man who came back from meth addiction, but also had the fucking big dick energy to fuck his captain and future immortal sister. <laughs> well, he did that before the meth though, and then she stuck by him. Yeah, true. So, I mean, really, it's an indictment on her, isn't it? <laughs> like, let's be real. Um, but Trotter's great. A, a fucking OG, one of the one of the true OGs, and he got on first. Shout out to Big Dan as well, who uh, who got on with, like... Beautiful. The Trust Me shirt that he got on with the full-ass membership, everything, and a hat. Like, Big Dan went fucking ham. Um, the other thing is, when 
when you're uh, when you're adding people to the Facebook group, that's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're all good additions. Shout them out in there and tell us that they're new so we can give them a shout out on the yeah, show. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, because my fucking memory is not good. Yeah, and when I see them on there. And then the one thing, and I don't actually see them on there because you, we don't get notifications like this person's been added to the group. And sometimes you'll see a name pop up, and I'll be yeah. like, and I'm like. Where, where who the fuck this where this guy come from it. and it'll be like oh added by such and such so and I'll go, oh okay that's it and usually when you see added by such and such then that kind of creates the connection you go oh, okay well you know that that person's vouching for them so you know they got to be you know cool yeah, but, tell us who you support yeah yeah fuck yeah get in there introduce yourself because um it's actually you know surprisingly for facebook like i'm actually stunned it's actually really fucking good community in there um, because you know, generally Facebook, like outside of the gate, outside of our fucking silo. If you ever want to feel good about yourself, go and look at any rugby league team's Facebook group. Oh God, yep, yep. Um, where was I? Apple Podcasts. Okay, best way to support the show. Apple likes to use, you know, it's basically like a flurry of activity for the for their ranking criteria. So um, they've changed things up in terms of genres and things like that. There's no rugby league genre in on on Apple Podcasts, but there is a rugby one. So we found like you know we we jumped into despite not releasing an episode for like five months, we jumped into the the top ten or the top five of uh, Australian rugby podcasts. But oh. uh, oh. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Um, but I want to push it to another level this year. Um, the podcast will be available on Spotify. Um, just waiting on them to do the processing on their side of thing. But as far as I'm concerned, whenever it's I'm, I'm Spotify, when I'm deploying an episode, um, Spotify will be one of the destinations it's pushed out to. So if it's not up, if it's not up this week, it will be up. I imagine any day anyway. So and I think that from judging from what I did when I uh, when I claimed the uh, the podcast on Spotify. I think it'll probably put our whole back catalogue through there, so we shall see. That's why the music's changing this episode. Just got to get all of the copyright music out of there, just so it's uh, you know, completely above board because yep. Spotify are stricter. Um, and we're also going to be putting episodes up on YouTube as well. We're not going to be putting up video or anything like that, but it's just another way for people to discover shit. So that's it. Consume it your way. Um, Ed Council Creeper created the subreddit for us last year, which is uh, at r slash This Week in League. If you want to get in there and pump that up, go for it. If there's any other things that you want us to set up, um, you know, for that purpose as well, just let us know. Um, if you really want to give us a hand this week to make a big fucking splash for the start of the new season, get the Apple Podcast, find This Week in League, subscribe, leave a rating, and uh, leave a review if you haven't done so. Update your review if you have done one. And the more of that shit that happens at one time, the bigger the splash it makes. It's an extremely crowded marketplace for sports podcasts these days. It's not the same as it was back when we first started, uh, you know, 11 years ago. And um, and now there's just so much content in there published by, like, it's like repurposed radio content from... Yeah. from you know from radio stations it's just a it's just a it's just a cunt out because they're not actually podcasts they're just the radio morning shows with the music taken out essentially you know and uh so it's uh let's let's push podcasts to the top and fuck these cunts down at big media um tipping if you are not in our tipping competition get yourself to footytips.com.au forward slash comps forward slash 
TWIL2020, T-W-I-L-T-2020. And uh, that's where we are. If you were in the competition last year or, you know, the last three or four years, I suppose, we um, we literally just roll it over each year and change the name and update the update the year. So if you're in it, you should still be in it, but it's probably worthwhile checking before the games kick off on round one. And uh, finally, if you uh, want to play Supercoach or NRL Fantasy, I don't give a solitary fuck about fantasy anymore. I'm finally weaned off that dick. Um but Bethany has very kindly set up a group for both. It is pinned in the uh, in the Facebook group as an announcement with the codes, and it's also been retweeted on Twitter as well. Uh, NRL Fantasy, I don't know where you enter this code. I've never done the NRL's fantasy competition, but if you use the code S74VHLWV, there's your code there. Super coach. It's a group, not a league, and it's uh, 110215. So get after those if you're that way inclined. And uh, that's fucking it. Ugh. Don't get used to the length of this episode, by the way. It's not going to happen again. No, it's fucking not. It is not happening again this season. But the first, you know, the first episode, there's always a ton of shit to get through. So um, I hope we covered everything that you wanted to hear in the yep. first episode. Looking forward to a great, uh, great season. Thisweekinleague.com, hit the shop button, and you can take a look at the membership options and the other stuff that we're uh, we're bringing out this year. And uh, yeah, appreciate the support of the people who have uh, got on board already. As we as we listening to as you're listening to the show right now, and uh, yeah, look forward to seeing plenty more of you this year as well with those new options. Anything else to add? No, that's us. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.